Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of an unexpected podcast is dedicated to Vigo Joel, our little warrior, turning one on September 10th. We love you, boy. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Wayne. And we're talking rings of power, baby. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda, and up in that north farthing in Gandalf's pad, which actually has been sort of relocated to the Forge of Fire itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the rippling pectoral muscles oh. of Kella Brimbez. Brimbez, baby, let's go! And I'm just, I'm feeling the sweat fly. <laughs> I don't think we saw him uh, in this episode because he's so busy just working out and benching and thinking, I'm ready, I gotta be ready for this massive forge. Yeah, well, and that's, you know? a, yeah, I was thinking about that, so I was just recording uh, yeah. with uh, with Lottie, my wife, yes. and yes. we were recording Shell Cottage Radio, our little Harry Potter yeah. family project, Yeah, baby. and my friend, I am already so profusely sweating through my pants so i i said i said As to you my, need a night off man you need a night off oh goodness so i think you know i don't know i don't know though because i i'm out here right now because i feel like people are coming after rings of power in a way that i, I don't like it i don't like it my friend and i don't like so it either I, yeah I'm, I'm kind of like i think even to the the people who are coming at it are a little so i'm out here i'm, I'm just say this i'm out here uh, it doesn't really need defending. Except Are you fighting from, for Middle Earth? Is that what you're doing? I, I guess that's what I'm doing, you know. And so I'm up here in my own way in my forge, sweating, doing my thing. 
uh, Caleb Brim bezing out, and it just <laughs> it feels great. I love it. So as as tired as yeah. we get and as crazy as it was to do the Hobbit Hotline. By the way, friends, I have fixed. I said to Lane before I started this episode, <laughs> I have fixed the call announcing. <laughs> situation i don't even want to hear it in terms of like the comments like oh, you, Ed, what the, you don't even turn that off right you know hey your settings you go down here and just you don't it, come on because i did not even I, I was like mid-episode and i'm just like again when things happen that don't really work you're like there's a technical difficulty i start sweating yeah. instantly i'm like Ugh. You know, so I was like, oh, crap. I forgot to, like, figure that out. And I was, like, midway through the episode going. And someone was, you know, I think it was uh, Matthew um, Matthew Johnson who was calling in. And I kept missing his call. And I was like, <laughs> and he called the whole night, which was fine. And I yeah. just was like, crap. Persistent. Persistent. Yeah. I love it. He got in. Got in right there at no, the end. I, but, um, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's just another thing that, that you figured out, man. I mean, like, people – um, I, I, we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, like, people don't realize – I don't, I guess people do. I don't know. We don't, you know, broadcast it all the time that this really is just you and me. There's like, just us, have any, no editor. Have any, yeah. There's no, well, there is, it's, it's, it's you, you know, well, yeah, it's and us. We don't, so, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. There's no additional people like editing, no additional people, um, uh, working soundboard tech and audio. There's no, yeah, yeah. like no one we, uh, hire or like, um, associate with for like writing or anything like that. So, <laughs> Could you yeah, I mean, who are the writers on this show? These guys are going uh, off script quite a bit. They're making sound Lane sound like an idiot. I don't like that, man. Yeah, uh, the way they're writing this Lane character, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not based in lore, but you know, I mean, that's that's the. I, I think um, I think that's one of those things. I know it drives you crazy because you 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 love you know you love your craft, man. You love your craft, and you want to be yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, as as good at it as you want it to be as polished as possible you've always been that way but i the way i look at it i'm like i just think it's a cool little like um oh yeah i it's like it's a cool little memory like we'll listen to that someday and be like oh my and you'll remember you're like yep i learned something that episode i learned yes. it on the fly yes and it's something that i'll I'll always remember and uh i mean that's that's i don't know that's what it's all about isn't it no it is it's really cool and i yeah, yeah i wanted to throw it out there for folks because that is the thing i think that's yeah. maybe i i hope that's why people are are, are here if you want a real yeah. well-polished scholarly thing like you're you've been if you think that's where you're the table you're at <laughs> Uh, right. you actually belong here with us and you don't know that yeah. that's this is the table. You know what I mean? Like you think, oh, we yeah. should know what the scholars here. You don't want to know what the scholars are up to, my friends. <laughs> uh, they're a different level. But anyways, you know, we just have fun and we're just kind of enjoying ourselves here and, 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 and you know. Uh, I love our table. Uh, yeah. I do too. It's crazy. It, yeah. It's a crazy, crazy bunch. Was, because we yeah, can say things that are wrong. We don't really care. Um, yeah. But we're going to say some, we're going to tell you how we feel. Because yeah. I want to defend the heck out of this series now. Yeah, and yep. I, I, I know. Unfortunately, like, I've seen people, I even have people who, like, I've actually seen them say, I went into this wanting to not like it. And, like, what's up oh with gosh. that? What's what? up with the spirit? On, oh, I, yeah. I flat <laughs> out have, have witnessed people say that. And hmm. in my own circle, and I'm sort of like, what is going on? What's What's up with that sort of... Why? And and then I mean, yeah, the, I the, the, like, the follow up is, but I actually it's actually really pretty good, you know. And it's right. like, yeah. yeah, okay, but why? The, what's the deal though? And I just, yeah. I don't know if it's like a uh, people identify with certain things or whatever. I don't know. Tolkien, I love what what what. Uh, here here we go. So we're talking episode three, but I want to mention something yeah. about these showrunners because Payne and McKay have actually just said 
we're just going to do something that's Tolkien. We're going to do what yeah. we think is Tolkien. We've gotten into the lore. We've dug in here. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, I was watching because I, I do. I drift around and I, I check out what are the other scholars? What are the what, you know? I listen in. I lean over from the kids' table and say, All right, "What are they talking about?" Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the adults. Yeah. And I hear some you, stuff. You're eavesdropping. You're eavesdropping. I was dropping some eaves in there, you know, and uh, <laughs> listening to them talk. And and I was like, okay, they're excited. They're like, wow, there's a yeah. lot of lore here. There's a lot of really cool things that they're doing. There's they're 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 speaking yeah. in in like um like Eldar, right? They're speaking in like yeah. like Elvish and and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? And there's 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 writing everywhere. So like, it's actually really good. And and the showrunners just have a confidence in that. Like, we know what we're doing, and we're just gonna be. We have five yeah. seasons planned out. We're not actually worried about this whole like, oh, we're gonna get greenlit for season two. No, we have five. No, I so think- they're. Walking and I, around with a different confidence. Yes, and I, I, I do think that what you just said there is, is part of it. Um, like I, so I, I touched the darkness too this week. I, I, I told you, oh I boy. texted you right yeah, after. You I was like, you know, I'd seen the episode three times, to- or the, yeah, the first two episodes three times each. Uh, I was obsessed. I, I was loving every second of. It. I was finding new things all the time. I just felt really caught up. I still do. I still really do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I got to, I don't know what it was like Monday or Tuesday night. And I thought, what are, so, cause I know there's a lot of negative chatter and I haven't been plugged into it. I haven't listened, Sure. but I went, I went and I, I'm like, I'm going to just kind of hear their points. And I want to see with an open mind. If for me, they are consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I ask is that, is that they are consistent. And right. what I found was not consistent. It was, it was, it was, um, and I made a list actually, I made a list of four or five overarching like critiques that I've heard and I have rebuttals for each okay. of them. I have rebuttals and I have, um, almost kind of like, uh, responses, I guess, to them, um, of examples of, or, or just like even instances where you could make the same argument, the same arguments that are being had against rings of power. You could, you could make against the Hobbit and even more specifically, because this is the untouchable, right. Uh-huh. Against the Lord of the Rings trilogy and people aren't doing that. And people are forgetting, uh, um, some of the liberties that were taken by, um, the team who created the original trilogy. And right. you said it, you said it way back with star Wars, man, when the, um, oh, yeah. when the sequel trilogy was coming out, I remember you saying, I guess it's just cool to be critical. I oh, guess it's just my. really cool to be <sighs> negative but... and to rip things apart. And yeah. see, the, here's, here's what we've always said too. Like we don't like I'll, okay I'll be upfront this episode three for me it didn't uh, to use I think Matthew Johnson was the one who said it it just kind of and if not I can't I'm the, you're right by it the fell. way the Hobbit hotline was unreal the Hobbit hotline oh, guys so sick thank you everybody. to circle back to that real quick it was I'm still on cloud nine from that like it was an amazing experience I hope every week is like that if it's not I I I I I understand because like I don't know how it could be but we heard from so many people. The, the whole time was consumed with calls. There was no dead air. I couldn't believe it. And it was a blast for it really like it was special for us. So thank you to everyone who called in. Um, but yeah, um, Matthew, uh, I, I believe is the one who pointed out that the f- first couple episodes fell flat on his first watch. And uh, I've seen episode three twice. Now I watched it this morning in kind of chunks. And then I watched it again before we recorded. And it, for whatever reason, this, that's how it, it hit me this time. Like there were some points that I really, really liked. Uh, obviously there's a lot of cinematography. It was just beautiful. But for some reason it just sort of fell flat. And we were talking about before, you know, this is something new. This is this format of a television show. Like you said, five seasons mm-hmm. that are 
like lockdown i heard someone once saying like oh season one bombs will they do a season two it's like no guys this whether whether people like it or not there's going to be i mean they would have to absolutely do something like no one would have to be watching for the for the for subsequent seasons get canceled it's five seasons no matter what like they they committed to this like this is something that is is going to be made you know the first two are already essentially done as far as we know um so yeah yeah uh but to experience something in five seasons um is just a different pace it's a different feel and you know we were talking too like we had no idea coming into this okay are we going to be bouncing around are we and i guess we still don't really know but at for the very least this season is going to be focused on a, on a relatively in terms of the the age short period of time like a lot of things that we thought we might see have already happened right mm-hmm. like mordor is clearly established or or very close to being established like what, the, what we learned about the sigil yeah, in this absolutely. episode yeah right um the 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 island of numenor has already turned from their uh-huh. alliance and friendship with the elves that's something that we thought we might see happen mm-hmm. we're not going to see it happen it's already happened it's already there um yeah, yeah so there's a lot of these things that like we were we didn't know exactly how much we would jump around and it seems like we are we got a little bit of the prologue mm-hmm. a little taste of what the first age and even part of the second age was like and now we're plopped in and we're getting you know nitty-gritty in this in this like relatively short period of time uh, now, will each season jump? We don't really know, but uh, like we have to kind of assume that we're not going to jump too far ahead. We're not going to jump too far back, and we're just going to s- not even worry about a timeline so much as we're going to worry about or experience like um, events, right? It's yeah, kind of yeah. how I'm thinking. Like, there's no there's no years associated to anything. There's no sixty years later, or you know, forty years into the future, or anything. There's not there's nothing like that, and um, it's so that all that all that being said it's a different pace and you know i think one of the criticisms too is like people i think they wanted like a highlight reel of the of the second age Mm -hmm. and it's just not you and i were talking about it's not how tv works um and like you have in a in a season of any show you have episodes that just you can tell the way they feel the way you respond to them their bridges their paths from point a to point b that um they're just necessary. Like you can't just jump cut to something right? Uh, because it's way too jarring in television. And so, yeah, like sometimes the trail or the, or the, or the bridge or whatever is the most exciting part of the, of the, of the journey, but it's necessary. It's, it, it helps things grow. It helps things uh, become more um, uh, developed, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, I, I even after an episode that I, I was it was not my favorite. This is easily th- ranked third out of three. Sure. So yeah. far, I still don't understand the gripe. I still don't understand. Well, yeah. Okay. Let me just jump in here real quick. So yeah, I, I just, please. I, just, I guess when you think about your criticisms, uh, if you're out there and you're a critic and you it's you're you're enjoying it, some people really do like it. They really just want they. They love to be a critic, or they they want to. They yeah, have this desire yeah, yeah. to be so, and that's, that's or their like YouTube channel depends on that kind of a slant, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, that's another thing too. That's the thing. People gotta like it's pay a attention. Persona. That like the algorithms on that stuff, they they kind of reward those yeah. ne- negative, uh, you know, fodder. So, anyways, yeah. it's 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 here's something interesting. So, like, I had a um, like I saw out there a, a criticism that person just said Gladriel is awful, right? 
They just said that. Yeah. Blanket That's statement. So specific. Like, wow. Gladriel is awful. But then you go back right. and you're like, well, why? Well, she just is. And that's right. that's their rebuttal. She just is, right. you know. It's just she a just fact, is. right? That she just is. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so you're like, okay, wait a second. That's super subjective, right? That's super just so you. Dumb. That's based on yeah. your own personal yeah. emotional experience or whatever. Whereas, like, actual professional critics have gone out and said that no, she really captures a lot of what we felt for Gladriel. Actually, I, in this episode, I I wasn't, you know, as as locked in or whatever. There's actually what. People were talking about how her face doesn't like like how she's been real stoic and whatever. And she like talks about that in an interview where she's like tried to channel that and tried to channel this energy through her eyes and through her gaze. And I Dude. liked it. For me, yeah. if you want to talk about subjectively, this is why I always say somebody who comes out and says Gladrill's awful. I like to come out and say Gladrill was amazing. Well, why? Well, yeah. I'm gonna go with yeah. your I'm gonna go with your rebut, which is just like, because just because. I mean, like right. so and what Cameron said to us, which was really interesting, we talk about cinematography and the way things look, he's like we all can really judge that. We're like, do we like it? Does it look good? Did did it look appealing? Like art, right? It's very subjective. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, did you like this piece? Some people walk up to some abstract art and they're like, this is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, like, right. I'm not yeah. seeing it, but like, I'm right. happy for your happiness. Right. I don't feel like it's it's so interesting that people want to come in and be like, are you kidding me? This is garbage. You know, it just, what, it's just yeah. And the thing the thing that set set me off, like, so I I listened to um I, I watched a video from from Nerd Rod. Mm -hmm. I watched a video from no, oh, what's the dude's name? Nesparat, what's his oh, name? Nesparu yeah. or Desparo something? or something. Yeah. The, the dude is in his mom's basement. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then <laughs> there was another one. Some guy. Uh, I don't even remember what his channel was. But the point was, they, they. I didn't go looking for him either. They were just popping up in my feed on YouTube, and I saw that they had tens, if not hundreds of thousands of views and lots of likes, and the comments were all echoing the same things and. So mm -hmm. like what one of those things that you so you just talked about the criticism of Galadriel, right? And one of the things that I saw that was like even a more specific criticism was that she's been characterized as too human. So it's funny because I've heard both, right? That's another Ooh, one of my yeah. criticisms that I've, I've I've heard from people is that people either say she's too stoic and stiff or she's too human. Uh, yeah. Like like yeah. which which is it? First of all, those are two opposite things, and I've heard some people use both in the same critique, and I'm like. That's those are opposite yeah, things. Yeah, like to be human is is way more relatable, and I think that's kind of the angle they've taken with Galadriel. Because, dude, let me let, I, I challenge anyone. This was my response to that one. Go watch all collective ten minutes of Galadriel's Lord of the Rings screen time, and tell me, like honestly, that that would be a compelling main character. That she would be a compelling main character characterized the same way. Mm -hmm. it would be one of the it, it, you she wouldn't be able to be a lead so that that yeah, would be your trade-off yeah. if galadriel was personified or, or whatever realized interpreted the same way as she was in the trilogy she could not be a main character because she would bore the pants off of everyone same with same with elrond like i love their i love their um i love their performances like kate blanchett and hugo weaving it's perfect mm -hmm. but i'll tell yeah. you why that stoicism and that like uh uh I don't know, like disconnected, almost like angelic, judgmental mm -hmm. type of character works is because they're not our mains. Absolutely. They're not our That's... mains in Lord of the Rings, yeah, right? Yeah. If you if you want to f like center a story around them as younger beings, I know they're not young. Galadriel's older than the sun. I understand that. But right. as they're not as old as they are then, they haven't been through everything that they have been through then. 
Yeah, they have like thousands pretty, of years less experience. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and like and and some really right and some really massive experiences too, like Elrond being in Mount Doom with a sealed door and being there and realizing, okay, this thing's gonna survive. Those are big things that they have yet to to um like go through and experience. Then sure. I don't know, like what how do you want to personify them? And I just think it's like it's it's really inconsistent because you're criticizing Morpheth Clark for doing something. She's doing both. She's she's capturing and channeling the essence of Kate Blanche's stoicism. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you see her like starving for food. You see her kind of a little more like with a bit of a not. I don't think it's revenge. That's the other thing, too. That everyone's like, oh, this is so anti-Tolkien. You got Galadriel, the main character. She's driven by revenge. My God, my oh, God. He, Tolkien I don't, rolled think, over I don't even see it. Bro, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Even Elon Musk is out there saying Tolkien's rolling in his grave. Well, I'll tell you, that's another thing, too, my friend. Yeah. Tolkien was, if, if he's rolling in his grave now, then he was rolling in his grave 10 years ago Absolutely. with The Hobbit. And, and he was before. rolling in his grave yeah. 20 years ago with The Lord of the Rings trilogy. And he was rolling and in his grave when Boxy tried to pull it off. Right. Like, he wouldn't like any of this stuff. Christopher yeah. Tolkien said that the Lord of the Rings trilogy, specifically, he singled out Peter Jackson. He said, Peter Jackson eviscerated my father's work. Yeah, that's his son said that. That's a quote. That's his son and his editor. Like, so let's not forget that, too. Everyone wants to say that. Okay, anyway. Easy boy. Easy. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. So I just – because I feel like it needs defending. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Man, I'll tell yeah. you why it made – it made, and this might sound just like I'm, I'm taking it personally. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about myself. I know I'm an idiot, right? I'm not naive. But hey, I'm yeah. ignorant and lazy. So if you're going to criti critique me too, get it straight. Like, I don't care that yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. problems with me, but get it right. So right. But here's the thing too, right? <laughs> yes. One of these videos I, I watched, one of these people talking about the show, they said, it's objectively garbage. It's objectively trash. And wow. if this is a show that you like, you have the IQ of a squirrel. Wow. And wow. I was like, dude, bro, I was like, first of all, you're a nerd, okay? Mm -hmm. So – you're you, you've withdrawn from certain aspects of society and somewhat. And then now you're you're like cannibalizing your own group of friends and people who have similar interests. And we all have like an inner nerd, and inner geek. Right. I mean, that's that's all of us. But to like say if you like something, you're stupid. Like I remember that on the playground when I was six or seven. Yeah, I, it doesn't really work as an adult to me. I'm thinking, no, no, you know, no. I, you and I've talked about this. I've tried honestly to get into Game of Thrones and yes. to use a specific yeah. example several times. Right. Every time I have been turned off by something. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what I do? I turn the TV off. I think, OK, maybe I'll try again someday, but it's just not for me. And I don't when I talk to someone who likes it, I listen. I say, that's really cool. You enjoy it. Right. I never go. Well, wow, you're stupid because you like that. You must be really know, an unintelligent right? human being. And I'm just like these people have. There's they're either really driven by this, heart or something, yeah, man. It's and it's really disturbing because they they do call themselves fans of of previous adaptations, and it's just disturbing to me that like I'm a fan of the previous adaptations, and you also are a fan, and clearly we're very different people. So are you like are you super into Sauron or like what what's your angle if you're if you're um yeah. if you're talking to other people this way? And so I just I think about other people who um I don't know like who who this this person is also calling them unintelligent and stupid. And it's not just him. There's a lot of people. Right. There's right, a lot right. of people who are making these implications that if you're enjoying the show at all, it's because A, you don't really know Tolkien. And B, because yeah. you're an idiot. And yeah. I'm like, those are some of the weakest arguments 
right. I've, I've yeah. ever heard. So, well, yeah, can, that's just part of what. Here's yeah. a challenge, just for, just for folks, is you know, Lynn and I are both teachers, and so I guess if the assignment was to say, hey, well, you know, watch this adaptation and right. and, and make right. a, make actually some some you know, use uh, evidence, right? So so cite some some uh, situations that happen in this yeah. series that are connecting to uh, the trilogy and even Tolkien's right. works, and you just came out Critique and said the whole body of work. Yeah, yes. and, and you came out and you said this is trash. You're failing that paper. Why are you failing that paper? Because like you, you can't, crit- you can't do it. You can't yep. actually go. You're not even giving it that chance. You're on the surface nope. just saying, ah, didn't like it. Don't like it. Not going to go. I'm not going to go to that deeper level, um, which yeah. is fine. That's okay. But then to say people who are, so I pulled out this, this connection, which is that, you know, um, Gladro as a child, right. Is pondering over the reflection of the light in the water. Now, yeah. thousands of years later, and she, she's still looking into what her own mirror, yeah. still pondering wow, over the water, awesome, dude. trying yes. to decipher between these different lights, which way to go. Yeah. What, what is she seeing? The light that's coming out of that is showing her something. So that right wow. there is, is, your, is your connection. Now, I say that, and on Twitter, literally, someone said, are you being sarcastic? The writing is the yeah. worst part yeah. of, this, of this show. And I just said, right. what's wrong with it? Their response was cringe dialogue. And that's cringe dialogue. okay. So, here, so, here's so the cringe, other thing too. Yeah. I think the dialogue is amazing. Mm. So I guess we or, I, like if that's yeah. what you're citing as you're like, yeah. here's my proof yeah. that this is wrong. Here. That's crazy. I feel it, like it, it's weak. It's sauce. lazy. It's so lazy. Here, I'll give you another example. All right, because I, I heard the same kind of thing. People um, um, either reading or citing dialogue and saying it's laughable, right? And actually, literally laughing at it. And I thought to myself, okay, cool, I can play that game. And you know what I'll do? I won't even be a homer. I'll go at my favorite dude. I'll go after my favorite actor of all time, the dude I named my my only son after, mm. um, the 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 greatest character I've ever seen portrayed in film or TV. I'll go after Aragorn. All right, like if you take if you take any uh, any lines out of context and then read them with a sarcastic attitude, they all sound like garbage. They all do because there's it, it lacks intonation, it lacks performance, it lacks context, it lacks. Like so many other features that you intake when you're watching something. Now, if, you, if something doesn't sit well, with, sit well with you, that's fine. All right. But mm-hmm. I mean, let's go to the trilogy. Let's go to the Holy Canon. And you, you've talked about this too. Like, it's the first thing always gets uh, clemency, whether it's the Star Wars trilogy or the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it gets forgiven its little quirk. Boom, baby. We got that one out of the way early. <laughs> Getting too hot for my own phone, I guess. Hello. <laughs> Must be a hotline. First long-time talker, Lay first-time got, caller. Lay got so fired up, this, the phone said, we got to cool this guy it's, down a little it's, bit. It's, but, so my point is, maybe yes, I was yes. going to try to say too much, but like, here you go. Like, you've got, you, you're, at the, you're at the, on the cusp of the Battle of Helm's Deep, and you've got um, you know, a little boy standing there scared out of his mind, and you got Aragorn, and he says, give me your sword. Okay, yeah. And the boy starts saying, you know, um, yeah, I've, I've never been this scared. Everyone's saying it's hopeless. We won't live out the night, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah. what wait, what sage words of wisdom does our, 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 you know, our main, one of our main protagonists just, just drop on all of us. Mm-hmm. He swings the sword around, says, this is a good sword, Hala, son of Hama. Leans in, tense moment. 
And if I read it out of context, there's always hope. <laughs> there's always right, hope. Right, right, wow. Geez, right, right. cliche out the yin yang. All, All right. right. Boy, who wrote this? Confucius or Peter Jackson? It's just so like, and then you think about half of Legolas's lines are some of the dumbest things ever. A diversion. Good job, Legolas. You were paying attention. Right, right. You were paying <laughs> yeah, attention yeah. to the entire yeah. dialogue. That's another thing I've heard is like they state obvious things in the show that don't need statement. Then, then you should cut Orlando Bloom from the trilogy if that's your standard. And so that's what I that's what drives me nuts is you're going to call people who like the show idiots and then you're not even going to like a real idiot. You're not even going to use the same kind of criticisms for the original trilogy yeah, the as you, you do with this show that you right. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And if there is if there is something that's like hit on the head, I, I will give it 100 percent credit. But the main well, things I've heard so far, they're all they can all be applied to the trilogy or the hobbit trilogy and to me i'm like so if that's what and then that's what their argument always is it's just not the same as lord of the rings lord of the rings is untouchable what they did and i'm like yeah but i think you're forgetting some things too like you're only remembering the highlights from your memory from yeah. lord of the rings like there are moments in there that are kind of cringy there yeah. are moments in there where you're like ah geez gimli another joke Another yeah, joke, yeah, like yeah. God, like are, what is the point of dwar- like Gimli's not like that in the books, right? Yeah, he's not like that in the books. Like so, so and and then yeah, now nah, there's so many points. It, like, there's and, so many. So like that's the thing is that mm. I, I feel like when because I do like if there's a plot hole or if there's something that like again a lot of people are saying well you know the way they entered Valinor was not exactly how it like like Tolkien set it up but I'm okay with it like they like acknowledging yeah. and saying like this is a difference but I'm actually okay with it and some people are saying that's a difference and I don't like it okay what like, what uh, yeah okay that I, I'm actually more okay with you people saying mm-hmm. that kind of stuff but just the and it's mostly I mean it's not actually a lot of our listeners it's not a lot of people no, who like no, are like I'm this not, invested yeah, into a podcast no, no, no. it's just a weird it actually comes from other fandoms which is ironic because yeah. they feel like I'm yeah. intimidated or something by how awesome this show yeah. is. So there's the confidence yeah. that they're walking around with. It's, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, confidence I, that Durin's walking around with is crazy, my friend. Let's I mean, go, man. Whew. Not even to mention Durin the Third. It's fine. Like, come on. Yeah, You've they, always had sandstone in your granite? Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Putting the young pup <laughs> in his place, dog. I mean, he's like Peter Mullen, bro. Like, yeah. he is gangster. I love him. Uh, I love him. So cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like, there is more I could go into, but I, I don't know if it's hey. even worth it. I just, I just feel like, I don't know. Like if you're going to, well, and I will either read it this episode or, or um, next Hobbit hotline from a, a comment that was left on our Instagram. And for me and Sarah was the one I, I referenced this last episode, so I won't say it all again, but it, it's the perfect way to disagree. It's the perfect way to make a, um, I just didn't like it comment without without like at the very end he, he he ended it with i love you guys um i hope i can get as excited as you by the end of this i'm not there and i just yeah, wanted yeah. i wanted to say it and and it, 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 he didn't like imply that we're stupid because we didn't agree it's just like that is so infantile man it's like what little yeah. kids do like oh you don't think i well you're dumb i don't like you it's like those same kids those same kids who were telling ishmael cruz cordova he couldn't play an elf it's the same. Yeah, it's they're silly. just grown up. They're grown up, and they've they've got a, a camera in their mommy's basement, and they're 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 making their living on YouTube, and that's cool. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I don't. To what end, man? Like to what? By you know? Well, I don't and, know. And by what means? I mean, that's the thing too. Exa- I, yeah, I, that too. I don't know. I I would rather. I I. 
that's not me. You know, like I, I know no. there's more money out there. There's more clicks. There's more whatever. But that's just that's just not the way. It's not true to no. It's not true to us. And because no, I, I am I, fight I'm for loving, the light, man. I don't. Dude, fight for the light, man. Go touch the darkness, but then come back. And it's just like I don't know. I I, I really am enjoy. I'm loving this. I'm enjoying this. Apart from that little taste of what people are saying specifically, because it just made me. It made me want to defend all of my friends who are enjoying it. Not, I, and not to disparage right. not to yeah. disparage people who aren't. Like if you aren't, I told you after I read that comment because I think this person is a really big fan of like the second and first age. And I told you how it made me empathetic. It made me or sympathetic. It made me think like, man, if this was your favorite era, this would be and 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 you had yeah. all this hype and 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 lore built up in your head and visualization that you had conjured through art or your own imagination, and then to see it and to, and if it falls flat or it's off in your mind or doesn't do it justice or like they I like this friend they make a lend deal kind of like a i don't know he starts off as kind of a rough overbearing dad he reminds me a lot more of denethor in this episode than he does <laughs> yeah. aragorn but listen this is where we're meeting him right now that's right this doesn't yes. mean this is where he's going to be in five seasons or even two seasons or even one mm -hmm. like they have to make characters that change or like or it's boring yeah, and, yeah. and, and jackson dynamic. did the yeah. same thing so yeah, yeah, I just I want to defend people who. No, like, I I'm glad you did because that, yeah. that's important because like I'm I'm the guy who went out and I I had all this idea and hype built in my mind for Luke Skywalker, and right. for me it really did not land the way I wanted it to. I got one right. or two moments I was like, okay, that's really cool, that's really awesome. I'll hold on to that. But other than that, I was like, this is for somebody else, and this is okay, and that's fine. And I just had to step away from it and stop talking about it because. I, I just I did, it just wasn't what I thought they should have done with the character and that was just that's yeah. where I was at you know and yeah. um, so and there are some people right now going like yeah this is not how I saw Galadriel going this is not how I saw Alindil sure. going and that's okay and then like you said maybe they stick around and like that commenter said well they're going to be coming back in for for possibly more here so uh, but hey uh, we actually have a few guests that are about to join us you ready to bring them on yeah we do I I can't wait to talk to these two individuals I am I'm blown away. Yeah. We got Tara and we got Jay Hat coming on. And um, if you uh, remember, like long expected parties of of uh, long days ago, at this point, um, you'll remember. I don't know if Jason. I don't think we ever recorded with Jason, but he was yeah, at, I'm not at sure. LEP two. Uh, and and Tara, Tara had uh, she heard all about the. Uh, that's the conversation you were sweating pretty hard, if if I recall. Oh my gosh! Um, so many times I was, was I, oh, I was just I was kind of roasting. I was drowning. As in a, I was drowning. In a, he was throwing a rope. Oh Man. boy, he needs Galadriel to pull him up or Halbrand. I don't know to get him out of that water. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was <laughs> that Crazy. was so fun. So yeah, I, the last time we talked to Tara was in, in Rohan actually at, uh, at the. Um, gathering of the Rohirrim right before all the uh, COVID shutdown stuff. So true, it's been forever. True. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good to catch so. up with both of them. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's get them in here. I'll do a little, okay. there we go. Sorry. I think we have, I think we have Jason and Tara in here now. Can you guys hear us? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, am I the tenth caller? Do I get the concert tickets? You get the uh, well, uh, the the tenth caller gets something we can't really mention on air, Jason. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to let you know after after we're off the air. Uh, it's it's very um, it's something kind of yeah. I don't know. It requires a little bit of coordinating. Um, so we're gonna have to just gravy. <laughs> after the fact, how are you doing, man? I am great. Good. It's little, so good. Little, little sleep. A little sleepy. It's past my bedtime, but yeah. You know. I know. We, I, <laughs> us too, man. Well, I mean, you know, not for a recording night, but yeah, we. That's you know, 
Mm. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So you can tell us everything you think, and then you can go hit the hay, bro. And, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're glad you're with us though. It's amazing. Tara, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Good Lord. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> One of the most calming, yeah, um, wonderful, soothing things I've ever heard in my life. I got to say. <laughs> Well, glad to be talking to you guys tonight. You too. It's been far too long for both of you. So this is uh, this is very exciting for us. Um, so we, you know, as I said, we've got we've got Tara and we've got Jason Hattery here with us, mm-hmm. two uh, two legends in in the world of an unexpected podcast. Um, we are so excited. Like everyone that we've asked and invited to come on for this segment of the Circle, um, we're it's such a it's such a like wide group of people that I, I I'm just like full of anticipation to hear what people are gonna <laughs> yeah, think about the, the yeah. week's episode and then also just the series in general. So um, we're gonna go we're gonna go ladies first and uh, Tara. I just want you to tell me if you want to go back to the the first two episodes, the premiere. Tell us what you thought of that, and then even getting into this episode three. Uh, what did you like? What did you, what did you not like? Uh, what are you looking forward to? Okay, so um, I came into this pretty excited, uh, yeah. as as we all are. <laughs> yes. But I was traveling and in a campsite the night that it um, released, and so I ended up watching the first two episodes on my phone, like in the dark with headphones on, you know, <laughs> um, in like, our camper, and I it wasn't the right experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, for like the the beauty of um you know the visual, the visual aspect yeah tara I, I they should have had a disclaimer that if you're a migrating harfoot to to wait until you come to the glade <laughs> okay the glade or the I, grove you know, I, not on I the trail waited, I didn't want to pass behind you yeah, know? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. back <laughs> in the line no <laughs> yeah so um i i I enjoyed the first two episodes Yes, and I, I don't think I got enough out of them, you know, not being able to, to watch them on a nice big screen, Yeah, but I also had a few, I don't, maybe it's just my, my history with middle earth. I, I didn't do many refreshers, so I had some, some knowledge, but not enough. Yeah. And I had this weird feeling of like, are these the same characters that I know and love? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Elrond. Elrond has been pretty much my favorite Lord of the Rings character. Wow. And okay. To see, um, you know, in this new role, there were there were tidbits that I loved so much, like seeing him mouthing the words of the speech that he wrote. Yeah, as, that was awesome, as, wasn't it? <laughs> pronouncing them. Like, yeah. Love. I absolutely love those elements. And I don't think it was until the third episode that I was like. I love this show. Mm. And the the point that did it for me was when I got to see Elros's library. Oh. <laughs> of course and, you would. Of course. I don't know why that didn't even just. Does, yeah, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know, I am a librarian and an archivist. So <laughs> seeing that just brought everything <laughs> together. Again, and, again, just the connections to real life that, that this is the episode mm-hmm. you're talking about. Like, this is crazy, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about like putting a spot above my office at work called the Hall of Lore. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. 
I, I think you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this third episode has been my favorite so far. Um, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you want me to like dive into everything or everything? Or there... Yeah. Okay. Everything. Um, Numenor is gorgeous. Even if we're not just talking about the <laughs> the Hall of Floor, yeah. um, the statues in yes. like the, the massively carved mountains, um, it's it's beautiful, and there are so many pieces of it that harken back to the uh, Jackson's trilogy, like yeah. even the the architecture. Um, there's there's something there that reminds me so much of, of I don't know if it's the Hall of Excelion in mm-hmm. Minas Tirith, but mm-hmm. the architecture you know brought me right back. So it, I, that part felt so much like the same world. Which I thought I really, the same. Really... Yeah, I thought the same thing. That palace, that palace that they're in, with the, mm-hmm. the big like promontory rock, and then the the kind of the hall yeah. behind and that tower. I was like, this looks like Minas Tirith just. In, yeah. in Numenor, and you can totally see where they would have rem- remembered what that looked like and tried to imitate it in in Middle Earth. Yeah, I was. Bl- did you, were you were you uh, surprised at how expansive the 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 main city? Well, and I can't remember what the main city. So, yeah. if you're a historian mm-hmm. uh, of Tolkien, um, uh, I'm sorry, but um, when they sail into the the capital city, it was. I was blown away with like just it was huge and it was sprawling mm-hmm. and all these bridges and it made me think of like. Like these ancient Greece, you know, cities in Greece, or like ancient ancient Roman, um, you know, uh, or how how ancient Roman cities would have looked in their in their in their glory. It was I was blown away, like something right. we've never seen before in Middle Earth, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tara, what did you think yeah. about like aspects like the like the music, um, and then also you, you Elrond's your favorite character, so what? Um, like the way he's been um, portrayed is a little bit different from like Hugo Weaving's interpretation, like an older kind of more, uh, I don't know, like a uh, more reserved to, to leave, to leave middle earth as opposed to being like a, a rising, you know, politician of sorts, like future leader. Mm-hmm. How, how have you feel about um, Robert Arameo's uh, uh, interpretation of him? He feels different, but I yeah. also feel um, Elrond had gone through a lot in his life from mm. being orphaned to losing his brother. Um, and then there's so much that happens in between what we're seeing now and the, the events of, um, the Lord of the Rings. Mm. And, you know, he goes through a lot more and I, I love the fact that he's gone through so much already and he still can face Galadriel and be so positive and say, you know what, maybe, maybe our, our enemy really is gone and we, we don't have to worry about this. I, I like mm. that positivity. That was always something that, you know, he was so doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, He's a major downer. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, really appreciate that. He ha- he, he, he has that, um, that positivity to him and that we get to see that. This that's that's um, a great another, point. Yeah. <laughs> A, a, like a tidbit from the first episode when we're introduced to Elrond he is composing 
and he sound it's a the way it the way it introduces him it brings you right back to Bilbo in the mm. beginning of Fellowship of the Ring as oh. he is writing and Elrond had such a strong connection with Bilbo and I yeah. absolutely love that they they acknowledge that in that um oh, in the way Tara. oh my gosh <laughs> leave it to Tara man make that, a, make some of these cool connections that's so cool because that's exactly what that is right I mean he's 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 sitting there it, it very much reminds you of, of him writing and reminiscing mm-hmm. and even Frodo when he's sitting there too like out and waiting for Gandalf and they're they're just yeah. leaned mm-hmm. back kind of uh reading writing whatever just doing mm-hmm. their thing that's mm-hmm. really cool mm-hmm. that oh gosh mm-hmm. Yeah, and whatever he's muttering to himself, it sounds so much like what Bilbo is muttering to himself, you know, at, in that opening mm. shot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it almost as like a um, an allusion to to like that that friendship they had as well. That that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that um, Elrond and, and Bilbo had this kind of unlikely, especially when we find them in the Fellowship, right? When we finally get to Rivendell, yeah. and it's like he's mm-hmm. just hanging out in the Hall of Fire, and he and he and Elrond are. Yeah, reminiscing on on adventures past, and yeah, wow. Even just Bilbo's affinity for Rivendell, that connection that yeah. they that they have, that uh, yeah, that Elrond is responsible for Rivendell's existence. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, Tara, of and course. I, I, I think even that the Jackson movies didn't go into the relationship between Elrond and Bilbo that the yes. books did, and that's why I'm I'm so excited that there is that. Very, it's it's slight, and I guess if you're not obsessed with Elrond, you might not notice it. But for people, for people who do, like myself, who you know are looking for those things, and um, it 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 was really special to see that that's there and present in this show. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's good. Oh, beautifully said. Wow. Um, yeah, so that be, so we got some some of Tara's thoughts. I mean, would it be cool if we got like Jason's and we went back and forth and picked like some characters yeah, yeah. for this episode? Let's, yeah, let's play some tennis. Let's play some tennis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. J Hat, tell us what you're thinking so far. Um, uh, first three episodes under the belt. You can talk about all three or just your overall feelings or one episode, one character in particular, whatever you want to say, man. How how have you um, reacted to this this new adventure in Middle Earth? Okay, well, I'm digging it so far. Um, Good. I think I went into it. Uh, I didn't like really keep up with all the hype uh, prior to the release. You know, the, the hype train was rolling. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, you, you hear all the. There's like a lot of negative comments and stuff out there, and I try not okay. to listen to a lot of that. So, but so I was just kind of cautiously optimistic because I was like one of those people who was like, I really hope they just don't screw this. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so far, I've been I've been I've been pleasantly surprised, and I've like watched like the first two episodes like several times over the yeah. past week, and like and then I've already watched the the new one twice today. Oh, nice, nice. So it's like Atta the more boy. you watch, it, it, yeah. So it's like the more 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 I watch it, it's like the more I'm liking it, the more I'm like digging it. Because yeah. I was like I was the same way when the when the original movies come out. And I'm I'm just kind of like that way in general. Um, like. It, it, it takes me a while to really warm up to stuff. The more I dig into it, the more I read, you know, or watch something or listen to something, you know, the more I fall in love with it. Because so usually like the first first time out of the gate, it's like I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. But then the more you listen, then then you fall fall more and more in love with it. So I'm really digging it now. Um, mm. 
Yeah. I tell you what, I, I really, what I really like is, yeah. I really love seeing uh, the Dwarven Realm, Cause of Doom. Darren, <laughs> awesome, wasn't it? I, yeah. loved, I, loved, I loved all that. That was good. Yeah. That was. Um, that, what I really like. No, oh, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jay Hat. Go ahead. Uh, You're rolling. Oh, okay. Well, what what I what I was really intrigued with uh, is like where Elrond and he's like, yeah, I've known Dern for years. Him and I are like brothers, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, now I got to see this backstory. I want I want to see that. Like, what is this? You know, and I'm and I'm picturing in my head. Okay, you got an elf and a dwarf who are like <laughs> best buds, and then now they're having this. You know, like Dern's mad because he hadn't seen him uh, for like 20 years and yeah. out on his uh, wedding and all that. So I was like, I got to see this backstory, and I'm just picturing in my head like like an old sitcom, like Laverne and Shirley or something, or you know, the odd couple. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like I, I want to see that story, you know. The little uh, spinoff so, series it, potential it, for sure. Yeah, so I was like, uh. if there's any any of the the, the 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 meme makers out there who listen to this, I I need to see like a, a meme. You know, goodness, it'll happen it's, now. Uh, yeah, it'll happen now. Those guys, yeah. I mean, yeah, just rolling around back well, in like, the day I, doing I, their I, thing, you know. Yeah. 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 Bros hanging so, out. Yeah. It, yeah. So yeah, like I want to know how they met and you know what they did, how the, like what their story was. I. Uh, Ed's and I were talking about that too. How how um, unexpectedly intriguing that. Not only like that character matchup, but like the way the actors played so well off each other. Like, I think maybe part of the reason, because I was thinking about this, like who we kind of lost in episode three. We didn't get any of that. Uh, the the the, the storyline for right. yeah for Duran Duran and and Elrond was kind of put on hold. There's no Celebrimbor stuff, which made as shed you know oh, lots gosh. of tears not yeah. to see those <laughs> those rippling biceps. Um, and then you know. Um, even even the Southlanders, we kind of just we. I mean, I guess we saw in part with the with the Elven uh, and um, Horden peoples right, uh, like captivity with the orcs, yeah. but, but we lost Bronwyn. Yeah, and, yeah Bronwyn and Theo for an episode. So I like I, I really think I missed that um, because everything in this in this episode was like very heavy. It was very very heavy, and I found myself kind of missing that. That like comical, like you said, odd couple feel that Duran and Elrond had, and how, like it yeah. didn't. It, he was he was salty at first, you know, saltier than the salt mines. But it didn't take him long to, you know, he just couldn't hold him in. He had to tell exactly what he's upset about. And Elrond, of course, like wanted to go mend the fences and played politician and won. Disa like was right. in love him anyway. That was such a cool, um, unexpected. Like like you're right, and I I didn't like that's something that would drive me to research more too. Like. Elrond and Durin. What was this friendship? Did did Tolkien write about it? Is this something that they're, they're they found nuggets of in the lore that we can go back? Or like, was there some relationship with with uh, uh, Moria and yeah. Cause of Doom? And, and like, yeah, just you know. And I think also about uh, like Durin's doors, right? The the doors that were we see yeah. in the Fellowship when we enter, and how they were left open, and all this stuff, and how the password was friend, and how like yeah. Durin kept saying again and again that episode, he was he was mocking that word. He was like friend you know like you some friend you are you oh, know and yeah. it's like yeah interesting that that's sort of like what the password was and how maybe it was like a redemption of that word i know it was like a riddle or a joke right. uh, during the during that time right. of the third age because of the rift of of dwarves and elves but like at one time was it a, like more of a, a genuine not like not a riddle like it was that there was a friendship between so anyway yeah i, I think the same thing because my like my knowledge of the second age like 
Like it's like Tara was talking about how she had to, I had to brush up a little bit and it's like, I'm not even close to brushing up. Like I need to brush in and, and like learn so much yeah. more, but what a cool thing that this show can do too, right? Like it can drive us into the appendices. It can make us go, go to yeah. the Silmarillion and see what's there that matches up. And I just think it's, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been digging into the book. I've, I've got my copy of uh, return of the King with the appendices and my Silmarillion. And I'm going into them. Yeah. So. I love it, Jay. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love the attitude of getting into the show too. Of just kind of like, you know, I'm 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 here and I'm ready. And you know, like I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. And I think that like going into anything new. I know it's hard, especially when it's something that you really like. But it's the best way to approach stuff is just go in even keeled. And that way, you're like maybe some of these people who are like responding so negatively and like with so much hatred maybe it's because they came in like way too high and they thought it was going to be something that it was yeah. never going to be and then you know exactly. it's just you set yourself up for i don't know different things and i guess that's kind of how we came yeah. into it we're like we're we're excited we're not gonna you know sing praises yet and also you know we're gonna wait to see the whole thing but let's let's actually see yeah, it exactly. before we judge it yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Because like we're only like three episodes in. It's of, nothing, what, like, man. A, like a, it's nothing. yeah, of like yeah. an eight episode season of yep. a planned, you know, five year stretch or so. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's see the whole thing here before we really pass final judgment. But like so far, it's good. Um, my one critique, like, like Tara said, I love Elrond's portrayal in this. Like, because mm. like in this, he, he's definitely more diplomatic, more of like kind of a politician kind of person, and. uh and I had to go back. I had to show my wife like this one scene in particular, like when he first him and Kelly Brimbor approached the Dwarven door. And it's just the way, um, the actor, what's his name? Uh, Robert R. Mile. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about any of these actors. And that was another thing. So it was like, I wasn't too invested in any, on that level yet. It's Cause mm-hmm. like, I got to see the show first. I don't know any, I don't know any of their bodies of work. So, so far, um, they're all just nailing. They're killing them. I love all the actors. Um, and then so Robert Armeo, when they're approaching like the Dwarven door and just how he introduces Kelly Brimbor, it's like, he's got such a silver tongue. It's just, it was like, yes. that gave me chills. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then in response, yeah. so he, so he like sets up Kelly Brimbor. He's just like, I am Elrond of Lindon, and this is Kenneth Rimbaud of Region. Yeah. Here to see you know. And then the dwarf is just like, he, he takes a beat, and then he's just like, no. <laughs> Shut the door. Right, right. I was like, oh, I love that. That's awesome. Nice. I, yeah, and I have been really impressed. Like, I think I think it's it's so interesting how you get up on – you get hung up on um, – and Tara, because Elrond's your favorite. Since we're talking about Elrond, this is something that I – not even Elrond being my favorite. I, I think it's pretty well known that I was like really worried about, um, I got excited about Will Poulter playing Elrond because he looks so much like a young yeah. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Right. I was, I was yeah. super hung up on that. Like I just, like he, when he left, he like broke up with me. I felt like he like, you know, <laughs> called me on the phone and was like, or, or I, I texted him. He said, new number who this? And I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. like Will, <laughs> Will, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. And, and, and like, you look right. like young Hugo and, and like to to um to see Robert's portrayal, I'm I'm not like I think it's so interesting how, like 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 Jay Hat like you were saying, because in, in my opinion too I haven't I haven't watched this and gone ah oh, man that's just like 
that's just subpar act. Every every character, I'm like, dude, this is like I don't know exactly where the characters are going to go, and I don't know exactly if it's like exactly canon or if it's they're making changes for for the show. Which uh, you know, again, to go back to the trilogy, Peter Jackson did that too with characters like I.E. Yeah. Faramir, yeah. right? To try and to to, <laughs> to create drama, but like um, he. It's almost like Robert Aramayo is doing such a good job as Elrond as an actor that I'm starting to think he looks more like Hugo Weaving. Like it's such a weird thing. I'm I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, same kind of jaw, like interesting chin, like the same. He's very unique looking, and so my my mind, like that type A in my mind is is making it work because he is killing it so like so like knocking it out of the park, and so. Um, that was something I was I was kind of like hung up on at first, but it like per, that performance has has changed my mind, and like that's all you can hope for as a fan, right? The the things that you're skeptical yeah. of are are sort of like uh, like dispelled, and the things that you're excited for are fulfilled, and uh, that's how I felt. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and, it's, and it's good too because like as far as I know, this is actually supposed to be connected to the Jackson trilogy, right? Like right. this is supposed to be its own thing. Its own so, thing. So you know, it's yeah. good that there's not like that there's not a lot of resemblances. I mean, there's some, there's been some things here and there. Uh, like you guys were talking about in the, in the last episode where the, how they set up the prologue and then they go straight into the Hobbits. And that was like the Jackson trilogy did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, uh, yeah. and how they got Howard Shore to do the main theme. So, yes. but like, you know, you don't, you don't want to like lean too heavily into that. You want, you know, like they want to do their own thing. So it's good that, uh, I think that the actors don't look too similar, you know, and it, no, I agree, and I, it is nice too because I think I think I don't know I think we want it to look. I think in our minds we're like it's got to fit in perfectly, and then I think what we're doing when we do that is we set ourselves up for failure, because then we we compare it even more I think, or we or we com- start complaining about the people we love like we saw it with the Hobbit, how, like it was I know Peter Jackson hadn't always planned on directing, but he was involved the whole way. It was all Weta, and like people ended up like complaining about the same dude who they absolutely think he could no, do no wrong in the Lord of the Rings. And so I, I, yeah. I do love that. It's a fresh take that it's like, it's not connected at all. Uh, you know, there are allusions, like you said, like there are references that help us as a viewer, but it's its own thing. I really like that. It's its own thing. Like, like, you know, like in Tara's world, there's, there's archives upon archives. Right. And, and like different <laughs> people record different things. And even the way people record things, you know, different people record the same event differently. And so I think this is just like adding to that. There's not tons of, of records in this hall, but like we're getting more, uh, more recorders involved. And I think that's only like a, I don't know, it's only a good thing in, in my mind. So makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, would it be cool? So I, I wanted to get a, a, just some thoughts on, on particular characters. For example, the one that yeah. is not in lore we don't really know a whole lot about and honestly i'm like kind of sometimes i like him sometimes i don't like him and okay hallbrand right so this guy i don't know like and i mean when i say like him i'm talking about like he's killing it as an actor and i think he's doing a great job and 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 whatever but i'm sort of like is he is he a guy we should like or is he is he not a guy we should like so i guess we can start with tara and we'll i'll, I'll kind of uh, skim through here and we'll pick a couple more just to kind of talk about you know character arcs or stories or whatever but tara what were you thinking about this guy i mean is he in the lore anywhere i don't think there is anything on he's a brand new uh, and, and, part, and part of what as part of what as a driving towards too is there's this theory out there i'm sure you guys have seen it that hal brand is sauron 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've wondered about that. It's, it's okay. like with every character I'm wondering, okay, is this Sauron? Is this Sauron? <laughs> What's Sauron going to show up now? Mm-hmm. Carol, yeah. what do you think? Of, yeah. He might eventually become the Witch King if he, you know, kind Ooh. of follows that, um, you know, that piece of him that he, he feels, you know, he is um, kind of tied by blood to that kind of um, that Morgoth oath. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It, it, it will be interesting to see if, if those blood ties are so strong um, or if, you know, his own will. And we really don't even know what his true intentions are because he is being very yeah. secretive about yes. his intent. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him with an open mind. I do have a whole bunch of, you know, possibilities, but I think we have to see what happens um, because there's so much he's not telling us. And I think it's wise for Galadriel to be distrustful of him mm. um, or at be wary maybe wary is a better word um yeah but yeah yeah he's got he's got some uh he's definitely got some issues Yeah. yeah that's for sure yeah yeah he so you remember the first episode or maybe it was the second one where you see that like sigil hanging around like he's got this bag of this little i don't know what does he got his marbles in there or something lane i don't know what he has <laughs> but like he's you know he's got that little that like yeah i don't know what it is and it's a sigil and we find out that it, it it takes us back to the southlands it takes us back to that's the sigil of of the king who sort of uh had the blood oath with morgoth and so his Dude, people, it even looks like yeah. did you catch too that it looks like a like a raven kind of flying downward and that's like the same kind of symbol that's at the top of that elevator in in Kaza doom too i was like that's very interesting I, like i don't know what's okay. if it's just a common theme or but yeah i think i think those are his marbles because he is a lost boy technically right i mean isn't he yeah he says he's a lost boy <laughs> yeah it's uh, snowing it's toodles, toodles, baby. Toodles, that's right. Smoke, a young that toodles. is Jay Hat's got it. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I do wonder about him because in the third episode, he is so interested in the Smithies. Yes, like, he is. He, yep. And um, uh, if he has nefarious intentions, one thing I noticed about the orcs who captured Arondir yeah. is that did not have a lot of metal work. They had some metal tools. Oh my gosh. Tools made yeah. of bone and all of their like yeah. the the workers all had um you know skulls as helmets. So yeah. um they need, you know, some some um oh my god. And it just struck me that he was so interested in that. And so he has he has purposes that we don't know yet. So oh my God, that's, that's mind blowing, Tara. That so she's okay. Uh, she's she's, she's on a different level here. Hold on. Oh my God, because we're supposed to think like ring related, right? We're supposed to think, oh, yeah, he wants to get by the forge, and he's like already working Numenorians and stuff. But like that would make that almost makes me buy into this whole theory even more. That it's like he's not interested. In, he's not even thinking about that yet. He's thinking about how to if he is Sauron or whatever, or maybe he's even thinking about providing for the Southlanders, even though it doesn't seem like he has a connection to his people right now, it is, t- it's hard to figure out his motivations. Cause he switches like a, like so quickly between charming and nefarious, like, and then just kind of who knows what 
man, I, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, all the bones, even like those hoes that they're using to like dig right. are all, it's all bone and wood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a, another, just a quick little uh, thing in here. So you know how when they're in with the counselors and you've got Farazan in there and they have the little the little piece, it almost seems kind of like Greek, that's like tying their robe together that he that he takes from the one guy, right? So the, later on, that's well, the, like the sigil. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a. It's almost like a. It, it's on his uh, like coin. A yeah, pen it's his, his, his yeah. guild thing. Yeah, right. So it seems to be symbolic of like right. to get in that hall. You have that piece, and that you're you're. It, it it represents like station or whatever. And yeah. we know later on. I mean, just to, this is kind of spoiler, but we're all we're 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 there in terms of just like we don't know that Halbrand is Sauron. We're all just theorizing, and everyone's just trying to you know guess here, or whatever. But we do know that later on, he will try to be an advisor and get in that role. Yeah. So yeah. you can we, see him kind of work. yeah. Yeah. So to, to to want that piece is another sort of like nod to hey he look he's looking at the forge right he's interested in the rings and the metalwork like Tara's saying and then he's also interested in. Uh, grabbing that that piece now, it could just be to you know have pretend to have that station to get off the island to to to, to get out of there. But it it's a little nod towards that's that's a genius move I think to make people wonder is he Sauron? Let's have him grab this this piece that represents station, and we know that later yeah. on Anatar gets that station right in terms of the, of Tolkien's well, work. So, dude, even even how he is in the court and sort of like it. It's going to go awry if Galadriel keeps talking and he kind of intervenes and is like essentially like the mediator between between the queen and between Galadriel and even like appealing to Farazan, which if this is Farazan the Golden, right, that's who this is, mm-hmm. our Farazan. Right. And it's like the beginnings of that. And it's so funny because Cam Hansen, our buddy, he literally this week, he was like, so guys, there's a thing going around the Internet because he knows we don't look. He's like, a lot of people are saying Hal Brand is Sauron. And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, the biggest hangout for me was, why would he have saved Galadriel? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, okay, I guess like if his intention is to corrupt her or like try and turn her to evil, I'm okay with it. I'm still not totally fine with it. Like it, I, I want him to be someone else, but maybe that's the whole thing is, is like, I don't know. Maybe that's why it would work even more. Uh, Jason, what are you thinking about Halbrand? Do you, do you trust him? Do you think he's a dark lord in disguise? Is he Anatar? I mean, what's uh, going on? I'm leaning towards he's not Sauron. Yeah. Um, I, I, every time I see a character like him, like uh, take Loki from the MCU, for example, the guy is just up to no good. He's always mischief. Yeah. He's always wants to stab you in the back. But like a uh, part of me, I always want the best for these characters. Like I always, I like a good yeah. redemption story. Yeah, so, yeah. so with Halbrand, um, he he seems like, and apparently, uh, I guess he's like, uh, of whatever the kingdom was of the Southlands. He's like either was the king or is supposed to be the king. He's like the yeah. heir to the throne yeah. or something. Yep, yep. So he's got he's got that going for him. So like, I, I want to see him, and it seems like Galadriel wants him to like. Yeah, pick that up and, and be the man he's destined to be, and I want I, I want to see that, but I feel like it's going to be it's probably going to end bad because uh, knowing just how like the second age ends and how the the, the downfall of Numenor and you know a lot of people are going to uh, perish uh, before the the final battle with Sauron. So I I feel like he's not going to have a good outcome, but I don't think he's Sauron. Hopefully, I'm just hoping that maybe he doesn't turn evil. Um, the, the witch king of Angmar is a 
good theory. I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's one of the ring on raids, the maybe not the, yeah. the witch game. Yeah, but maybe one of them. So that that would be awesome. Uh, I do also love that that point you bring up too of the not like so instead of focusing on Halbrand trying to like corrupt Galadriel, Galadriel like her um her interest in trying to redeem him and like bring him because we there's a, a quote from one of the trailers where she says to him and we haven't seen this moment yet whatever you've done in the past leave it like forget it move past right. it. Yeah. And I think I think to myself like this would be a cool allusion to, I mean if you, if we think about the Fellowship, Galadriel is there with in the films a very conflicted Aragorn, right? A very reluctant king, who you know is that we realize it's a very small part of his character in the books, but it's like heavily right. leaned on in the movies to make Aragorn more relatable and stuff. But she, she, the, I think it's in the extended edition. I can't remember, but she like. When they're given the gifts and and she says, you know, the, the greatest gift you already have, I can't give to you. And then she looks at him and says, right. um, farewell, we won't meet again, Elisar. And she calls him, you know, by his kingly name. And I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So, like, if she's encouraging Halbrand to go be king, it just sets up sets up – like, because talking about, like, oh, Morpheus Clark, it's not even in character. It doesn't even feel like Galadriel. That's, that's a pretty deep cut of who Galadriel is to aspire people to – to reach their right. highest, you know, potential and station. I, I don't know. So it's a yeah. great, it's, I like that you, you shifted the focal point from Halbrand's influence to like Galadriel's influence on him. That's, that's brilliant, man. Wow. As I don't know, again, I feel like we're kind of out of a job like Tara and Jason could just take over for us. Oh. And it might be a better podcast. You know, no, no. Know. Well, that's a cool thing. That's why, yeah, absolutely, man. I love the, I love the connections and like the, the different perspectives. You know, I know we are, pre- we are, we're prepping for that, right? We're pre- we've, we've, yeah, we've been yeah. prepping for my retirement for years since LAP, you know, uh, one. Since, so, uh, since Tara witnessed you drown, drown. Yeah, that was the, the drowning. Um, man, of, that was, oh my gosh, um, <laughs> drowning of Ezra, Kellerbrimbez. So that was, bad, that was so incredible. Bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah. so okay, so, so we mentioned Hallbrand. Let's let's kind of just if you guys have a few more minutes here, let's dive into a couple more um, characters. So I think the big one, right, is just looking at like a seal door and Elinda. What did you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we can start with Jason again this time, just in terms of what did you think in you know seeing those characters? Did you like the dynamics? They mention um, a seal door's brother, right? So you got the two kingdoms, Arnor yeah, and Gondor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wow, this is this is cool. So. How did it feel, I guess, seeing that or or uh, just hearing those names dropped? Um, I like them. I liked uh, Ellen Dill, uh his character so far as he's being portrayed. And I, I really like the actor. I don't know his name, but he's really doing it. Like, he brings a lot of a good weight and gravity to the character. Yes, yeah. And then it's, it's fun. And you know, it was good seeing Isildur as, like, a, as a young man, I guess, still in training or whatever to be yeah. a – uh, the work on the ship or a sea captain or something. Um, and then they introduced the sister, which I think the sister is new. I don't think, I don't know if that's in the right. writings anywhere. I don't remember ever reading about it. So then I was thinking, at first I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh no, because there's supposed to be a brother, a Darian, yep. who's like the ruler of the North Kingdom later. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, did they write him out of the show and replace him with a, a sister or like what's going on? But then they, they mentioned the Darian later when they're sitting at the table and, you know, your brother and yeah. Darian. So I was like, and I guess some, there's some sort of history there. Like, I guess maybe a Darian had a beef with, you know, some father son dynamic going on. I don't know. Yeah, they haven't yeah. gotten into that yet. So, but I was good to know that he's still part of the story. I love that but too, like, because I think, yeah, that... I, I, I like that. Yeah. 
I was gonna no, say, I, I, just, I just, I like, I like Ellen Sildor so far. I, and I love that you brought that up because there were, there were a lot of people who were really worried that like, like you said, an Arian had kind of been replaced by a sister and it just like that it, you could have had both like you and, and it turns out they did have both. And I think a lot of people were just assume, assuming that he wasn't, wasn't even going to be referenced or let alone in the show right. later on. So that was really comforting for a lot of people to hear. Um, yeah, that was, that's a great point. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Tara, you have, yeah. any, any, any thoughts on, on a Lindiel or a Sildor? Yes. So um, I was surprised when, you know, he was the ship captain because mm. he you know, had a history that, uh, you know, in, you know, in the lore, but what we know him the most as was, you know, the founders of, um, these great kingdoms in Middle Earth, like these are the people in these the huge statues. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. that, you know, and you know, here he is, like as a ship captain. It's like, oh wait, mm-hmm. but then then you think about how important the ocean was to um, the the people of Gondor. Like you you think of how their helmets were made with seabird wings and you know, this is the origin of it and to hear him saying like the sea is always right like the sea brought galadriel to me so that's why i had to bring her here because the sea is always right it's like oh wow that that has influenced you know his entire kingdom mm. um in, in middle earth that was that was very very cool to see these origins mm-hmm. um i i enjoy him as a character he feels um like a very wise person and somebody who you know i i really want to support um and i i know that uh things are going to go south in numenor and they'll be in you know things will be in good his good hands with him yeah and um it was it was fun seeing a sealder and i have so many questions about you know what his plans are because there's definitely um yeah what know, else does he want to do yeah mm-hmm. I was, I was, did, were you guys getting like major Vigo Mortensen vibes with um, Lloyd Owen, the guy who played it, Elendil? Cause I like even like the kind of the timber of his voice made me think of Vigo. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like the way he looked. I was like, man, it's so cool that like, you know, this is the guy when, when Aragorn's in battle and he's screaming out Elendil. Like this is, this is the guy yeah. whose name he's invoking, like his, his forefather. Yeah. And to me, like the, just there, it wasn't like they were trying to make him look like Vigo Mortensen, but it, like the, it, there was enough that yeah. was similar to me that I, I was like, man, this is such a cool feel. And then yeah. I, likewise, I thought, I, I feel like Maxim Baldry as a sealed door really kind of looks like a younger version of, of like the character we saw in the, in the prologue. And, and yeah, like, I don't know, even introducing like this dynamic between father and son where they're not really seeing eye to eye. And um, I, I think we're, I think it's, a lot of people are going to be alarmed by that because I think, I believe anyway, in the lore that like Elendil and Isildur were very close. I believe, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I thought I remembered like a, a close relationship there, mm-hmm. but I did, you know, just cause we're picking it up here with them kind of not being as close. Doesn't mean that's not where it's going to end up or, you know, so there's a good right. potential there for, for where it can go. And then even if we can see an Arion at some point and, and like how that dynamic will, yeah, will change. Um, that it's just so exciting who knows exactly what we're going to see but like um 
yeah, of all the things in Numenor, those those two are uh, I'm so excited for. Hey, big Lane, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so j- j- we've talked about the brothers. I want if we can real quick. We've got uh, Tara and Jason here. The the sister yeah. is the one who is is new to all of us, right? And yeah. I have my, my theory. We haven't seen her ears. We don't. I mean, I know people have said. I don't know. Like they're covered. Uh, <laughs> but like, is she adopted? You know what I mean? Is she oh even? Oh my gosh! Because there's that's the, the thing going around that's beautiful. Well, I mean, th- I just came up with it, so I, I, I okay, seen all right. I just, I just, okay. hey, uh, hey, hey, you know what I mean? I'm over here like trying to do a thing. Sathiras. Uh, Sathiras. Uh, wow, that's you are such a wordsmith. Um, so well, Smith. <laughs> I know. It's in the name. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to get people's thoughts. You know, they seem to be super. I mean, his name is Elf Friend, right? He he drops that on us here on deal, and the connection to the stars. So I'm thinking. He something going on with him and Galadriel, uh, showing her this lore thing, and then the daughter seems kind of like I mean I think it would be mm. you know obviously she, you can't hide your ears all the time whatever but I don't know I don't know who she is or maybe even if she's not an elf is she adopted is she what what what's the deal have we seen any pictures of her you know I'm still looking for pictures of her ears so and I didn't see any in this episode but anyways what do you I guys mean, think you, you know you can't always hide your ears but Galadriel's doing it quite a bit in this like every episode she's hit her ears man so I mean you I don't know that's a pretty good theory well it's just the fact they could be she could be adopted from her name is different how do you say her name Lane what, what would you say like it's a I I I I I I I can't even remember yeah, yeah it's, it's um, tough to say I was interested but yeah Jason we'll start with you what what do you what are your thoughts on the sister Um, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, uh, I guess I don't have very many thoughts yet. Uh, new. <laughs> That's right. Um, apparently, apparently she wants to be, um, uh, she got accepted to the, the guild. Um, what, what guild was oh, it? A builder's yeah. guild? Builder's guild. Or, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like architecture so or whatever. That, that, yeah. Was, that was a, something. Yeah. So, well, we'll see where, where also that goes. the, the um, other guys seem to be pretty interested in her too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they were making a couple. She's got some. She's got some clothes. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got some. So I guess you can see her. I'm looking at this where she's going to hug her brother, and you can kind of see one of her ears, and it looks like it's. Normal, maybe she's a half elf. Uh, she's got she's, one one elf yeah. ear, one one human. You know, how, so how I don't does know. that? Remember we were talking. We're like, how does that even work? Do you get to pick whether you have yeah. pointy ears or not, or what's the deal? Yeah. Uh, it's so crazy. But anyway, so yeah, she's going to hear the the other guys are, are talking to her. But what do you think? I guess um, Tara, do you think there's going to be? She's so bright and happy and everything, and this this you get this family yeah. dynamic here. Do you think there's like something tragic on the horizon for her that might bring the family together? or I, I don't know what's what's mm. the what's the device here. What would just any any thoughts in general or predictions or anything in terms of this character? Um, it's it's interesting that they introduce her in this show because there was no well, I mean, there's no known mother figure. Like if you if you yeah. Look at, Isildur or Elendil, it'll say like unknown mother or unknown yeah. wife. Yeah. So like it's like she didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. There could have been a sister, but the story just was not chosen to be told. And I like that, you know, there are more women being shown in this show yeah. because yeah. it exists, but their stories weren't told. And um, I don't know what, I, obviously, I she's not there just to be a, <laughs> just to be a, a woman on screen. I yeah. think that there. There is a plot device here, and it will be interesting to see what what she will contribute to mm-hmm. to the you know, if there is going to be something tragic, and it turns out that she will not be able to go to middle with with the rest of the family. Um, so there could be something tragic that that does end up bringing the family, you know, the the men of the family together. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm really curious about uh, her, you know, the, this builder's guild. Like, what is she going to be doing with that? Um, You're right. Yeah, yeah. what is that? And everything. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of an interesting thought. Like, because there, we we know that something really big needs to be built in this this giant forge. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is there a possibility that dwarves, that dwarven um, aid, won't come to fruition? It seems like during the third is pretty against 
you know, right. you know uh, the, the collaboration with the elves. And we know that the Numenorians built a lot of really impressive things in Middle Earth, you know, Argonath and all these, you know, Tower of Orthanc. Like, is there a possibility that she, I don't know, or like, you know, people that she's involved with um, help with that? I mean, I guess like their connection with elves is kind of severed at this point, but that is interesting. Where is this going? Like, that's what, well, will she I help, know. will she help build things in Middle Earth when they, will she survive? Maybe that won't be a, a tragic demise from her. Will she help build Minas Tirith or, you know, some of these things that we see yeah. the Numenorians um, or mm-hmm. Minas, Minas Ethel? Is that what uh, Minas Morgul was yeah. called before it was? Uh, corrupted yep, yep. Um, the tower of the moon uh that yep. would be that'd be really cool because like i mean i don't know they're they're so tied up in ships right like uh and, and if you think about it, if they if they stay true to the canon wasn't it like wasn't it only a few ships that made it out of numenor like it was one was it three was it a lendil an arion and they, they um, the Wars? yeah i mean it's yeah, like, it was yeah. like a handful I'll, of I'll, people right yeah yeah, yeah so, I, I was just reading up yeah. on that today so there was like like uh Elendil and um his two sons and then like like Elendil had like four ships, uh Zildor had three ships, okay. two or something like that, and that was it. Huh. Um, so really, but yeah, I such think, a small uh, number, yeah. Yeah. I think in the in the canon though, like in the um the the Numenorians have been visiting Middle Earth for like uh, yeah, that's right. hundreds yeah. of years and, and, yeah. and they were and they were already building these structures. But I think that's with the true. show since they're they're, they're time compressing everything, and it sounds like uh, uh, the new Minorians haven't been to Middle Earth yet, like in a long, right. long time. That, that's a great so, point because so they're part yeah, of the they're part of the deforestation, right? Where they to build their their ships. That was part of like they from Middle Earth, like they wasn't that part of like why the old forest shrank so much is because like they just the new Minorians came and they just like took down trees like crazy to build all their ships in their yeah. passage back and forth. And so that's a great point. So maybe those, maybe either, like you said, they're, they're kind of messing with the timeline or a little bit, which I'm, I'm fine with. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, you know, every adaptation does that, but, or maybe those structures yeah. are already there. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. So, Dang, yeah, man. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So maybe, maybe the daughter, um, uh, does go to Middle Earth with them, and maybe she helps, uh, yeah, with the construction and planning of all those structures. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this it's, is amazing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's great. I know. And before it gets too late, and I know it's, it's getting close uh, to to some. Well, it's all. Jay has bedtime, man. It's past yeah. his bedtime. Well, I what before? You, if, <laughs> if, if, do you guys have a few more minutes here? Oh man, you know, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to ask, really, I guess before I let you guys go, just about the Harfoots and that whole arc with the with the stranger, oh, yeah. and in this was uh, was super interesting. What what did you feel? To, I get Tara. We'll start with you. Um, you know, how did you feel just in terms of the? Uh, I, I don't know. Like like, are you are you liking the Harfoots? And and how did how did you feel about on this episode and and the story? And I guess this encounter with the stranger. It's always a bit like I feel a little taken back. I'm sort of like, are we getting along? What's going on? Like. It just yeah. it, it's it's different. So so, what are your thoughts, Tara? I love the Harfoots. Um, yeah. I feel like how can you not? They are <laughs> uh, they're I, they're so lovable. Um, yeah. I was I, I felt so um, I don't know it's so emotional when they went through the list of everyone they had lost, you know, or who yeah. be during my yeah. And when they called out the names of um, Poppy's family, oh, who yeah. had 
what was it like a, a mudslide or something? Yeah, or yeah. Goodness, a landslide in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So that that was. Yeah, th- there was a lot of emotion um, with within this this um, episode, and you know the idea of being left behind if you're you're in a nomadic kind of uh, lifestyle. And uh, you know the stranger, uh, he keeps um, he keeps showing different sides, and I don't really know what to think about him. And I love Nori's, you know, insistence on on helping him because it's the right thing to do. And I think that will have big implications. Like no matter what he is or what he came from, um, you know, her like goodness and insistence on treating him well is is really i feel like that that's important yeah wow yeah okay i i'm with i don't know if you've gone into you know theories about who he is um oh yeah yeah give us your thoughts on that yeah we want yours yeah yeah please i there's i mean there's so many there's so many possibilities it's it's almost endless but one thing that I came across um, in all of the like weird places my mind went when like reflecting on these episodes. Um, so let me get I okay. So somewhere I was thinking about how he you know fell within the meteor and was this fiery ball and it kind of reminded me of the scene in fellowship of the ring or actually maybe that particular scene is the scene of um two towers when you see gandalf and the balrog falling um oh wow it, so in when i had first seen that scene like 20 years ago it reminded me of the imagery of the fall of Lucifer in Dante's Inferno. And so I was reminded of that. And I was like, let me see if I can like actually find out like what the language was in Dante's Inferno that, you know, had triggered that, that comparison for me. And I couldn't find it. But what I did find was, um, what is it? It's a Bible, um, Bible passage, and I'm trying to, um, I don't remember which, uh, my phone is not being cooperative right now. Yeah. Okay. It's from Ezekiel about the fall of Lucifer. And, um, I'll just read some highlighted excerpts. Um, I expelled you guardian cherub from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle for kings. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you, and I reduced you to ashes on the ground in sight of all who were watching. <laughs> and oh my I, gosh! I, oh, that that sounds so very much like the fall of the meteor man and um i wonder if you know he had 
done something wrong and been expelled and, you know, this is his punishment. And so he may have, because there's so many negative um, things that you see about him, but then then there's some hints of goodness, like we see at the end of episode three. And I'm, I'm really not sure what, what to make of him, but I felt like I had to just share that that passage because Tolkien never wrote things to be exact um, allegory, but I think he would approve of writing something with strong, like, allusions to something else to give you a feeling yeah. of like, you know, I want you, to, I want you to be able to think about the fall of Lucifer and, you know, understand some things about a character based on that connection. So mm. not to say I, that that's you know, what it is, but I just, mm-hmm. it was an interesting. No, no that's amazing. I, and I agree with that whole, he, he would approve of that. I mean, like think about like Metaselt, right? The golden hall is the same name of the hall from beowulf which is uh like an epic poem that he loves so much and spent so much of his life consumed with see what you did for me tara there wow it's almost like you're a meteor falling to the earth right now and blowing my mind because we've gotten so into this in this like it's got to be gandalf it's got to be gandalf the g rune he's with the hobbits he's there's like a like tukish type of harfoot who's 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 looking after him but like what you just did there if it's if it's it could be someone we don't even know and and in a way that might even be more exciting like someone who i don't know one of the valar or something one of these great beings that lost favor and has been sent to middle earth like why are we assuming that he has that he also isn't a created character he might be a made up character as well um like that's so someone someone brought up the whole uh, man in the moon thing uh, last episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the theory oh, yeah. that he's um, like t- uh, Tulian, t- t- Tulian, or Tulian, mm-hmm. the one of the, the the Valar who was like in charge of the moon or something like that, or that that uh, mm-hmm. that the hobbits had that you know the man of the moon song, and that's where the mm-hmm. our our uh, fable song comes from, and maybe mm-hmm. like this was the actual man in the moon falling, you know, to mm-hmm. to their people and. But that could be, you know, it could be like, like you said, it could be anybody. That's so exciting. I, I, I like that. I think I might like that theory best. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter who he actually is. Yeah. You know, the, the man in the moon song can be derived from mm. years and years of, you know, retelling the story yes. and then it gets jumbled. So, you know, by the time it reaches, you know, Frodo dancing on yes. the table on the prancing pony, <laughs> it's so far removed. Um, that it, you know, this could be the origin of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Gosh, dang it, man. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. So, uh, Jason, before, before we let you go to bed, what th- thoughts on the hard foot <laughs> and, uh, and sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and, 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 the stranger, and the stranger. Yeah. Was that, were my thoughts on the hard foot and the strangers? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Harfoots are cool. I like them a lot. Um, they do. I feel like, especially this last episode, uh, it's, it seems kind of like dark and like heavy. And so then the Harfoots is, is that, that relief we need. You know, they make it, things more lighthearted. Yeah. Um, but even with this episode, they, it got kind of serious with them when, you know, uh, with, with the Harfoot, or not the Harfoots. Um, oh, oh, what's 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 their name? What's their last name? Brandyfoots. 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 Brandyfoots, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, about leaving them behind, and like, or, or making them go to the back of the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of deep. Right. So my wife, my wife <laughs> we were watching this with my wife, and she was like, Hobbit, why were the hobbits leave, leave people behind? That just doesn't seem right. <laughs> she, she's, <laughs> she's having a problem with this. Like, She's having a hard time with that one. And I was like, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't. No, it, it's like it's like That's this. True. Um, it's like this prehistoric like version of them that it's it's yeah. so much less like caring and um um hospitable, right? Because that's what they're known for. The hobbits are known yeah. for their hospitality, and you're right. It, like it is kind of it's not explained. It's a weird thing to no, yeah, it's a weird thing to see to be like, oh, geez, it's kind of cutthroat there, yeah. hairy foot. It's like what the <laughs> heck? It's like, it, yeah, if you can't keep up, you know, we're not going to stop for you if you can't keep up. Right. We'll, we'll remember you, but. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, what do you think? Of, like, what do you think uh, of Stranger? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence. I see, I see the Gandalf more and more, and I'm like hoping it's not Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking it could be Sauron, but I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that either. So I did have a crazy idea, which I don't is is dumb because when you first see him and he and he encounters nori he all of a sudden the wind picks up and he starts blowing i'm like well who do i know and and the lore that is master of the wind and it was manway like the king of the the valar mm. but then i was like why would he like why would he be here like that, that didn't make sense to me so i don't know that's an interesting I, I feel like though. the only thing i don't know i mean for all i know it could be tom bombadil you know <laughs> tom that's bombadil a, he's coming to middle earth i mean that's a, people stop talking about people, tommy yep yep yeah. It's the only thing yeah, that makes I me mean, think not. I don't know. The only, yeah, the only thing that because uh, I, I would love, I, I, no one would want to see Tom Bombadil more than us, right? Like we would just absolutely love to see <laughs> Tom Bombadil in an actual adaptation. I was because I had another thought. Like I've I've been driving really hard to the the basket for a Post Malone, um, Tom Bombadil, and I know that's probably not everyone's cup of tea. I just think Post Malone would probably <laughs> be the best Tom Bombadil ever. But I had this thought the other day, and I think he's been that's mentioned. Funny. Like he's been mentioned countless times, but I I it just hit me. I was like because of how he's starting to look and maybe he's filming. I don't know. But if you've taken a look at Jack Black yeah. lately, Jack Black yeah. looks so much like Tom Bombadil that if you don't, if someone doesn't put a yellow hat on him and some, some big boots with a blue feather, I don't yeah. know, like they're missing an opportunity and his persona and yeah. his humor, he would be like next to Robin Williams, rest in peace. He would be probably uh, the best yeah. Tom Bombadil uh, imaginable. So, I yeah. Know. So, yeah, but yeah. The stranger could be anyone. Uh, for all I know, he could be a, a new character, or he could be Sourman, he could be Gandalf. I don't yeah. know, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I did hear somewhere, I think I read an article that said, like, we're not going to know who he is until, like, maybe next season anyway. Yeah, I think they're like, going to keep gonna, it going. They're going to kind of yeah. that one the chest, yeah. Ooh. Right. Do you hear that? Jason's ready for He's got to get to he's, bed, man. I just heard an down. audible yawn. Uh, Shut it down. <laughs> the night breeze yeah. is catching uh, up no. to him. I love it. No, this is good though. Uh, before I go though, like I did want to talk more about like like out, uh, Aaron Deer and his play with the orcs. Yes, and then that was that was pretty intense. Like, wasn't that awesome? Um, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Deer is killing like the Ishmael Cruz Cordova. He was yeah. killing it. Like, uh, uh, spoiler alert: when uh, his elf mates. Um, yeah. When when they pull the, the, the trick on the, the water jug and he yep, and yep. cut the throat of the spring. Oh man, the emotion in his face was just uh that got me. I was like, Ooh, I, man, that's good. 
I have been so blown away by him. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, he he is he's easily my favorite character in the show like i feel he's gotten so much crap from hateful people yeah to me um he might be the his performance might be the most believable the most sincere like you're right the emotion you see in his face um like the physicality he brings to the role his like gentle soft voice is his yeah. eyes, dude, I get sucked yeah, into that dude's eyes, man. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed yeah. to feel. Do I have a poster of him in my garage? You tell me. I mean, maybe. <laughs> and he's like, he makes he makes Legolas forgettable. Like, that's how crazy he is. Like, all of oh, he's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I, he, love, he, I love him. Yeah. He, he's nailing it. And um, it was funny, you had mentioned uh, uh, Ellen Dill giving you Aragorn vibes. Um, there mm-hmm. was a minute where during their uprising, um, his, his March captain that was in there, watch captain that was in there with him, he gave me some Vigo Mortison vibes for a oh, second. Okay, I was yes. like, oh, that's cool. So, Anytime, um, anytime yeah. you catch Vigo Mortison vibes, it's a good thing, man. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a yeah. good vibe to catch. I, yeah. I do like how in this series, they're portraying how the orcs don't like sunlight, and if they get exposed yes. to sunlight, it hurts them. Yeah, because they didn't really touch on that at all in like the movies or anything. Um, uh, very briefly, but you really didn't ever see that. So I do like that. You know, they're wearing cloaks and their clothes and they're underground. So I, that's a bit of a nice touch. Um, and then at the end, they uh, you got a brief glimpse of this character called Adar. Yes. And at first, I thought that was I, I thought that was Sauron, but then I was just looking online after I watched the show. Now it's probably not Sauron, but it's probably like a, maybe a, a an elf who turned to the dark side, you know, to borrow from Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. who may just be like uh, a lieutenant of Sauron. So I don't know. I was just like, when are they just gonna show Sauron? Because like I actually want to see Sauron in the flesh this time. You know, I do too. Uh, and that maybe little... they'll, they'll uh, wait till the end, I guess. That that little snippet of him in the prologue too was so. I mean, he was even taller in this. Uh, interpretation than he was in the prologue and so yeah i mean it's going to be amazing to see and also to see how they do the whole anatar sauron thing like are they going to try and trick us like like in in people's theories with halbrand or are they just gonna create the new like another group of people we haven't seen yet is the mystics that are going to play a role in 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 this season i'm presuming and yeah uh yeah that, that was a good thing they brought up like i i was so impressed with the way the orcs looked, the way they acted, that whole serious aversion to sunlight, and then how the the elves specifically were able to use that against them, and like, dude, when they freaking kicked those yeah. chains up and knocked knocked a couple yeah. of them out, I was like, that is so sick! Like the physicality that they're that bringing cool. to the elves is is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, we haven't seen um um the. <laughs> The the Eminem Sauron yet? <laughs> all those memes about the, that one oh. character. I don't know who I don't know who that is, but everybody's like it was Sauron is Eminem, and well, so we haven't seen him yet. So I, I'm curious to see what part he plays. If that yes. is Sauron <laughs> as Anatar, and he, and he's corrupting the Numenorians, but uh, yeah, it's a female. It's a female that, character, right? That character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, female. Yeah. I I know. Yeah. Want to mention that? <laughs> Oh, was a female? Yeah, no. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the first shot of of that character when that meme was going out was just a zoomed in profile shot of the oh, face. Oh yeah, uh, with with oh. close cut hair. Yeah, and then you see later in the trailer. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, That's I didn't crazy. know that. Yeah, Tara, thanks. Wow. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that either. Yeah, so interesting. Dang, you okay. just blew me in Jason's mind. That's that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, I because I, so, I, yeah. I got caught up in that. I was like, who is this person? And I I wanted to know more about the Mystics. They seem uh, crazy. it's Emily Mathers. It's Emily Mathers, not Marshall Mathers. That's who it is. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. <laughs> still Eminem. Yeah, still Eminem. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like I, all I saw was that one close up still, and that's all I know of the character. Yeah, so. that's all we've really. Me seen too, man. I, yeah, I'm, my mind's blown. Okay. Yep. So, um, all right. Well, hey, uh, I guess just some final thoughts here, and then we, we'll let you guys go. Uh, you know, Tara, just just some final thoughts on on uh, episode three. Um, what you know, just just what 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 do you want to leave us with? I mean, we any thoughts on on a Ron Deere, I guess before we let you go there, just touch on the end a little bit. Touch on the end, jeez, wow, man! That. Oh, it's it's Tara, so I don't know. Like the words just spill you out. Want to they touch don't... on the end of a Ron Deere there. Here's, Jeez, uh, I'm tell, every time she comes on, I say you something. I just eat words that are I back to drowning. I'm actually up here in the forge again, drowning. I can't believe I said drowning that. Drowning in sweat this time. Oh my like, god! I say those things, and then I'm like, it's God, dang it! You touch on the end of a Ron Deere there, honey. Or, I don't know. All right. All right. At least nobody has ponytails yet. Oh, oh my gosh! My gosh. <laughs> That's um, all business. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, I don't. Um, you know, do you want just um uh, my thoughts on you know him in this episode or going forward? Like what my thoughts mm, are? Yeah, let's get a little of both. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. J- just a, a a quick thought on on how this episode went down, and then just where where you think he's going. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. In this episode, um, I agree with Jason in the, the actor's um, performance was awesome. You know, you could really see the, the pain in his, in his face when, you know, his companions were, were killed. And, um, yeah, the actor did an awesome job. And I, I, you know, this is completely unknown territory, so I just have to wait and see what, what happens going forward. Um, you know, you the whole thing is like, who is this? Um, uh, what's the name of the mysterious character um, that the episode was named after? Oh, Adar. Um, Adar, yeah. Adar. 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 Yeah. You know, I, I, everything rests with him. You know, I, when we finally get to see, mm. um, then we'll find out why Arondir is allowed to live if mm. Adar makes the, you know, the final call on, on yeah. his, his, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see. So they they definitely have me hooked. <laughs> I can't wait mm-hmm. for or to find out you know what happens to him, who Adar is, and maybe tie some pieces together. Um, so we didn't see Bronwyn or Go in this episode, so we don't know what happened to everyone from their village. Um, but the the revelation about Halbrand um, does have me wondering if he might have some uh, parental uh, connection to Theo. Mm. Uh, but, you know, he's from the Southlands, and they don't say where. And he isn't entirely truthful. So when he first met Galadriel, he said that he was, you know, his his home had been burned by orcs or something like that. And, you know that doesn't quite connect with, you know, Theo, but 
I, I do wonder because he, he definitely has an agenda and he was from that area and mm. yeah. So there might be some kind of connection mm-hmm. and if not himself, then maybe, maybe that sword hilt that Theo found maybe uh. you know, one of his heirlooms or something. Yeah. Nice. That was a great yeah. connection. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jason, let's get yeah. some, let's get some, uh, what, well, uh, yeah, or Tara, was there something else there? Sorry, I don't want to catch off. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're burning that, we're, the, the, the night breezes. I wish I could feel the night breeze up here, to be honest with you, in the forge. I'm like, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, the sweat's just dripping down. I didn't want to touch on the end there. or cut it off there. Sorry about oh, that. Uh, gosh. Oh, Tara, I'm oh, sorry. Boy. I apologize. You know, we could roll right past these things, but Lane just is like, hey, hold on a second. Let me get that magnifying glass out there. Zoom oh in on God. that. Oh, my God. Come on. As, as Lane's just got to make them bigger. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said it like that. Oh, I got I, I, I to deflect, you know. It's, when I'm drowning, I'm like, that guy pushed me. Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I, did I trip? Maybe, but. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jason, okay, before we let you guys, last thing. Just, just final thoughts here, you know, just uh I guess looking forward, any, any any you know big predictions for any of these characters or thoughts or anything you want to kind of leave us with before you go? Uh, no, not really. It would be interesting to see where it all goes. Um, I, I would like to see um, uh, how like Gladriel's story arc ends if she finds peace because she, she seems pretty like angry right now so i don't know if, if she'll like find the piece she needs to mm, later on yeah. you know what i'm saying i don't know yeah oh, absolutely yeah. She absolutely needs, uh, she some resolution kind of resolutions there. yeah yes so yes. i'm hoping we see that like maybe it's not this season then a later season because i feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg because i know like her um that character has gotten a lot of grief about how mm. she's being portrayed, but like I think it's just like just the beginning of a story arc. So and plus, yes. you know, she's like thousands of years old. So you know, there could have been like a, a couple hundred years where she you know had like a phase or something. I don't know. I think, yeah, that's yeah. a great like yeah. If you get angry and you're an elf, it might last a few centuries, right? I mean, geez, come on, give yeah, her a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, we're, we all, we all go through things, and with the elves, maybe it just lasts a while. I, bet, years or so. I, the, I think we need a t-shirt as that says give galadriel a break it's just an elven phase i mean like that's that's it right there <laughs> right that's perfect so um yeah yeah it's it's good the one the one thing i i, I don't really want to end on this but the one thing i think i kind of shocked me the most especially watching this episode was just the level of violence was a bit more extreme than i was expecting Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, um, how Bran gets into the fight in the alley, and then when they're yeah. fighting the wolf, and I was just like, ooh, wow! And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that, okay, cool. We we saw that warg like eat the stomach of two people, like, the yeah. woman and the man. Yeah. I was like, dang, okay, yeah. wow, we're getting, yeah. And then you're right, that whole fight of right. he slammed that dude's, he broke the dude's arm, and then there was like, yeah. did you notice? Yeah. He, there was blood on the lens. Like yes. I'm sure it was put in in post production, but I was like, "Dang, we've never seen that in Middle Earth, baby. That's crazy." Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but so, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just yeah. So um, but no, all in all, I'm liking it. So and you know, definitely want to see more. 
Yeah. Yeah. Got to see more, man. I, uh, guys, this was amazing. I mean, to talk to Tara and Jason tonight, it, it was an actual, I mean, it was a legit honor. Like I know people think we say that lightly, but not at all. Like, uh, w- like we were honored that they wanted to come on and, and, and talk about the show and talk about it with us. Um, they've been around a long time, man. I mean, yeah. like they've, they've, they've been through a lot of things with us on this podcast. They've been, um, uh, incredible friends who've shown support and um, they're just part of this community. Like if you've listened for any length of time, you know, their names. And so, um, yeah, it was really cool to, to get to talk to you to both again tonight. And, and to, in a lot of ways, it's, it's really cool to be like on a new adventure together. Like we're, we're not having to talk about memories or rewatches of anything. We're, we're experiencing something together for the first time. It's kind of like, yeah, it's exciting. Like we're going back and, yeah, yeah, it's like we're going back in time to when the films came out and like we're all going to the theater together. Like that's kind of what this emulates is we're able to to watch each weekly episode and and uh and talk with you guys and and it's like we're hanging out after seeing the movie in the in the theater and um and, and again like 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 every every week is going to be like last week was and this week and all the weeks to come. Um like that's why things like this are so cool and why i don't know maybe these people who are overly negative they're watching it alone in their in their their mom's basement or something i don't know they don't have anyone to talk about it with because you 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 talk with friends and you're like dang like this is i didn't think about that i didn't make that connection you know like you both brought up so many things that i'm like my mind's blown um so we can't thank you enough. Uh, anytime you ever want to come on the podcast, you guys know you're welcome. Um, it, it was amazing. So thank you both for being here and yeah, thanks, and guys. sharing. Yeah, sharing your your thoughts and your perspectives so far. It's been incredible. Thanks for having us. This My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys are the best. We love you guys both. It's been amazing. <laughs> All right. All right. Go hit that hay. Love you guys. Go hit that hay. Love you guys. Go hit that <laughs> hay, Jason. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We'll, right. we'll, we'll talk to you later. All right. Have a great night. All right. Tara, Tara, keep building that library. Oh, I will. <laughs> all right. All right. See you guys. All right. Night. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Oh, man. Yeah, that was amazing. Let, let's that was amazing. Go. And and then there were two. Oh, my. Then, can, can we just do a real quick sort of uh, – Coming off of that, first of all, it's just yeah. I, I I love Jason's spirit just in terms of like, I mean, you, you it's almost like you know when you first hear a song and you're like, sometimes there's yeah. a, there's a song that blows your socks off. You're like, wow, this is awesome, super hit or whatever. And then you get the songs yeah. that they hang in the top ten, they hang up there in the top tier, and they just grow and grow and grow. And like the more you listen yeah. to it, the better it gets. When he first started, he yeah. was just sort of like, yeah, I watched it and you know, and then I watched it again, yeah. again, yeah. and you, you like he it grows on you like he was saying, and I feel like. That is something that's a that's a theme. Where I see that on the internet, I hear that we heard that in our Hobbit hotline, and that was the advice given in our Hobbit hotline, which is to yeah. go back and kind of you know, um, give it another it. chance. Yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah, it with and, the, stuff. and like even Jason's attitude. I think even Jason's attitude is a is like a a reflection of his of his personality too. Like I remember we had kind of when when we met Jason was right here in the Shire, man. It was in the backyard, uh, strolling up with his his wonderful wife for LEP two. And I had like kind of I I I knew if it, at that point like the Facebook group and the there were either the Instagram following it was it was much smaller than it is now I mean it's still very modest it's a close fellowship but uh, it was like you could remember names like remember that where we could remember names yeah yeah um and his his was a name <laughs> I remembered but then he came to the party and he was kind of like a 
he was like a ranger of sorts. I mean, he just kind of sat in the back. He didn't need to. No, it's not like yeah. a guy like me who's got to talk a bunch. He, but when he does talk, you and I have always talked about that. Those people who they don't talk a lot. When they do talk, you listen, like you start bending your ear. And actually, Tara, I mean, Tara's like that, too. I think it's yes. fitting that they were paired together. Me, too. Uh, yep. That that they're like they're they're not going to ramble on and ramble on uh, like a couple hobbits. I know. But when they do talk, it's it's worth its weight in gold. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, and that kind of same kind of attitude of I'm going to go in. I'm going to I'm going to I'm not going to be too high. I'm not going to be too low. I'm going to see what this is all about. I'm not going to pass judgments before I've seen it. You know, I'm not going to call something uh, garbage before. I've gotten to see the entire arc and they, they brought up great points and they kind of, it's kind of like what we were talking about before, you know, this is, this is long haul. And so you can't judge, you know, like gliders just going through an elven phase, man. I mean, like yeah, what yeah, yeah. elves can't be angry. I don't understand. Like that's, they can't be short. They can't be impatient. Um, Look at the elves in the Hobbit that were laughing and giggling like silly little, exactly, you know man. what I mean? I mean like what? Well, at, I, I want to point, I want to point something out. This episode, she was, fully beaming with a smile on a horse in slow motion i loved i, I wanted mean, to, they were showing off there that was great actually smile it, that was and i i want to i want to ask jimmy o'connor but i'm ninety thousand percent sure that those are that's that's piha on the west coast outside of auckland like that's okay. that's black sand that is exactly where he used to live um and so it was cool to make that connection too and see that on on screen for the first time in middle earth but yeah, I know they were yeah. showing off those that slow motion scene and that horse riding and and her just being full of joy and that connection to horses. I mean, like that's that's something so cool. Another thing that I think I kind of um, I, again, like there's so many things. Like people would look at. I think a lot of people will go, "Oh boy, that was so cheesy. They made such a big deal out of out of that tree, cutting down yeah, that yeah, tree." Yeah. Like, geez, yeah. it's like that's if you Tolkien, think about though. that's Tolkien. And if you think about, so if you think that's cheesy, you think Tolkien's cheesy. And if you think about the um, like the whole lore of of the elves waking up the trees, yeah, right. So yes. the the trees, like the the trees being awoken, it's kind of like those are the children of the elves in a way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like their yes, spin on creation, and for them to so it's hard enough for a human to cut down a tree because you think, man, this is life that I can't create. So for an elf to be even more oh. connected and to to have to be forced to, and that, the orcs were doing that on purpose. Like they, yeah. it was a it was a even further like humiliation of hey we're gonna make an elf cut a tree down you know yeah, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make one of them volunteer to do it like that was the thing it was um it was a huge insult and and mockery and so yeah but th- there you go there's, there's like three or four things right there that were just sprinkled in that i as far as i know i'm i, I know i'm no savant right but that's pretty tolkienian that's pretty yeah. in in the spirit of tolkien and you got people, these well, jokesters, who want to come out here and say, "Oh, it's got nothing to do with talking. This is just a bunch of modern stuff." Dude, the, the crazy thing <laughs> is, I even talked to a guy today at work, and I was like, "Go look these guys up. Go look up Payne and McKay. Yeah. Go like yeah. they brought uh, content creators. We weren't there. I mean, r- I, real content creators, I guess, right? And <laughs> uh, <in>, in, <laughs> in, in, in to talk. Uh, I mean, they brought in their Tolkien. Like we, we said at the top of the show, we sit at the kids' table. They brought in the other table. That's okay. We just heard about it. Okay. Yeah. They said, yeah. get, they said, get the adults back here. Let's let's tell you guys what, a little bit what we're cooking. <laughs> and uh, we don't we don't understand that kind of stuff. So, but it was really good. They all came out of it saying, uh, these guys are like super weighted deep into the to the nerdyism yeah. of, uh, of 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 Tolkien. Now, something else you mentioned, like like his like Tolkien's works. We're talking about what's there, what's not there. Um, pulling from the lore. The other thing that they're doing that they're doing beautifully. 
is, and I just tweeted this, so over on my Twitter, if you guys want to go check this out, at Wompret underscore 2M, I, I mentioned it our first episode, I think, where I said, did you notice how Nori peeks in on the stranger and you only see her one eye? So I found the screenshot mm. of, of Gandalf peeking in on Nori's ancestor, Bilbo, and Nori mm. staring or peeking in on Gandalf, I mean, the stranger. Wow. So wow. that's exactly what that is. And if you look, it's just one eye, and it's a quick – even the way that they enter from the side, the way that she slides – she's she kind of comes in from – right to left and Gandalf kind of comes in left to right yeah it's it's, ex- yeah, it's 100 percent a Peter Jackson sort of they said here's a quick nod reference let's yeah. do a little yeah. something just with the camera and, and the actor moving in front of this this place and only showing one eye and it's this big eye it's like you're like in the glass for Bilbo's window Gandalf's yeah, eye is super it's zoomed it's huge like, yeah. oh my gosh and then Nori is it's it's again different but it's kind of zoomed in there and it's just on the covering where her eye slips over and you're kind of like oh she's in there peeking and then you're like I instantly and I'm telling you right now I instantly I didn't I didn't see that floating around the I've not seen anybody else really point that out but I was like oh my gosh Gandalf because I'm thinking Gandalf and then I see her do that I'm yeah, like wait right. Gandalf did something like that and I'm like right. oh that's Peter Jackson's you know yeah uh thing so so they're doing two things. They're 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 sort of like Jason said. You don't want to do too much of that, but at the same time, there's a there's an, a healthy nod to it because they respect it. The fans in. of it, yeah, it's, yeah, right. So right, so well. Well, right? I yeah, and I, I so I, and I brought up something. Uh, it's you're right. They, they are doing something incredibly difficult. They're they're referencing Tolkien, and they're also referencing Peter Jackson. Like at the same like at the same time and different times as well. Like the whole. Uh, our introduction to the Harfoots is like that. The uh, it's a um, an actualization, a realization of that description he had of hobbits about how they the the big folk would bumble over them and unawares that they even were, you know, right under their feet, kind of a thing. And so yeah, they're yeah. referencing another one that I I didn't catch that I I don't know how I didn't catch Sarah. I asked Sarah if she knows this. She's like, yeah, I saw it the first time. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. I I can't. I'm I'm like thinking about stuff so much I don't process it correctly. And in, uh, in like uh, the second episode after um, it's when she sneaks up on him for the well, not really. She just approaches him for the first time and he turns around and the trees start bending the shadow, the shadow that like envelops everything and how yeah. that's exactly like in Bag End when, you know, he's chastising Bilbo. His shadow fills the room and how that's both an allusion to Peter Jackson. And then also, I believe in the in the books, that's how Tolkien wrote it. If I'm remembering all the way back to the fellowship. He talks about this great shadow that, um, you know, fills the entire room uh, when when Gandalf gets gets upset. So, right, yeah, the, the references are are deep. I just I think people who I really do I think people who are not not people who are critical, and, and that's not at all. Like like we said at the beginning of the uh, of the episode, like that's fine if you if you have a problem with something, we want to hear about it. Like we we want to yeah. talk about it. We want to know why. Like what are we missing? Or what what do I like specifically me? What am I unaware of or ignorant of that I'm not having a problem with it, you know? Um, but at the same time, like that's, that's good. That's healthy. But when you start like making it personal and saying, well, if you don't like this, then you're not a fan or, you know, my knowledge of Tolkien is better than yours. And that's fine. That's fine that it is. Why does that have to be, why are we uh, yeah. boasting about that? Like we've said, it has nothing to do with like, it's literally just your ability to recall facts. And to remember yeah, things know, right? that are written, like <laughs> it's not a creative process; it's memorization, bro. Like it's memorization. I think, I think well, maybe why these guys are getting so much crap is they have both. They are, and, and the, maybe the whole team, whatever. They, but specifically them, because they're they're self-touted fans. 
or self-proclaimed fans because they are they are fans um yeah but like they they have that whole memorization aspect and they also have the ability to help create something too and so it's 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 um i mean it is something that is uh enviable right another thing another thing I've, i've heard i've heard people again coming at them saying they're green that they they they're um they've only really done a couple things they don't know what they're talking about and then this one of these videos these negative videos i watched they were uh they they were overly critical of Payne and mckay and there was one tiny little snippet they used from a comic-con where i can't remember which one it was but they were asked about the meaning of the crest on galadriel's chest mm-hmm. and in my mind i'm thinking like i don't know was peter jackson ever asked these questions because i'm pretty sure that he would have given a similar response but there's no no one put it on social media and critiqued him of it or whatever but yeah what the, what the response was, you'd have to ask the you know, the designer. I, I can't recall exactly what that what that was meant to represent. Yeah. And yeah. they saw that as, wow, you know the lore. You're in charge of the show, but you can't even remember what the symbol on Galadriel's one specific armor meant. And I'm like, bro, you just said it right there. They're too busy with other important things to worry about the exact, uh, you know, like inspiration for a symbol on who who knows if the armor is even important in the long run. It might not even be, it might be borrowed from Numenor or something. But to me, I was like, wow, what a stupid thing to try and well, like, Lane, insinuate. They don't know what they're talking about. It's yeah. just, they're grasping at straws as yeah. the people who are overly negative and, 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 and mean about it. They just have a vendetta. They're, they're upset that they're not uh, talented enough to be, show creators or something i don't know or they think like you said like we said it's more profitable for them to just come out and and lash people unfortunately right so okay here, here's a couple just, just just quickly on that i here's here's how I'll, I'll sum that up i was one time walking with a friend through um gosh i would say maybe it was walmart or whatever and he proceeded to say which is what i do right it's, it's what we used to hang out there and i think he said something like um, he was. He ended up talking to a couple girls and said something about the. He said the word. Um, he used the word pretentious, and uh-huh. they were like, well, "What's that? What does that mean?" And his immediate response was, "Are you serious? You don't know wow. what that means." So he's pretentious in his in, in his, his response, right? Action response, right? Which was, was, oh was ir- yeah, that was the ir- that was the irony of it. And then, uh, like, he was just like, oh, my gosh, rolling his eyes, so just couldn't believe it, right? These, <laughs> these, these, kids, these were, like, I don't know, like, three, four years younger than us or whatever. And we continue <laughs> walking, and I'm sitting here going, like, hey, so I start using big words. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, start, I start throwing a few different, you know, vocabularies. I was like, by the way, <laughs> I was like, you know what that means, by chance? And I put him on – and, again, you're strumped. Like, you you know I, – like, I think he knew where I was going with this, which was, like, try to get that definition out because, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm getting caught with my, you know, pants down essentially yeah. here a little bit because, yeah. like, that's ridiculous to come out there and think of all the vocab. I always tell my students, like, there are so many words that adults and all of us are like, what's that? What's that mean? I don't know. I've never – I haven't come across that or that's in advanced literature or some things are tier three, super specific or whatever. So this whole kind of coming, oh, I gotcha. You know, I knew this little Tolkien reference or this word or this whatever. That yeah. is, that, that's the spirit of that. You know what I mean? It's the same spirit of what that example I gave, orcish. which is like – Yeah, it's very orcish. It's very much like I know this one thing that I'm going to ask everybody about. Oh, you, you know, everybody I come across. You know what that word means? 
dudes who know. What about the people who do know? And then they're also like, well, what about? I mean, it's just it's so weird. Also, like, why not educate? Why not go from this perspective of like, oh, well, it just means X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. blah. They've never heard it before. Ask a 16-year-old that. Have you heard of, you know, th- some of these words? No, they don't, they don't know. So I, what I love about this series so far is it's doing – a lot of things where it's throwing out a lot of the lore and it's 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 like you, it's there you can have it it's there but it's also yeah. very plain in its explanation and it's very much yeah. just telling you what's going on and keeping it all like like helping it like it uses the map to make things make sense and some people were like criticizing it for that i'm like wait a second they're doing like time jumps move around like all of middle earth different locations and it all started with a map and that was very tolkien and they're using the map i that i guess i'm just in direct opposite like i have the direct opposite sort of response to some of these criticisms where i'm like people didn't like that and i'm like i love it so i don't know yeah. like i guess we're just totally in, in in a different realm here uh in, in terms of that one more one more real quick um yeah so we're talking about the like the brandy foots and you have largo brandy foot who basically says to marigold right he's like when i lost rose he lost his what nori's mother right uh was lost it sounds like so, wow. like, Marigold is actually his, uh, like, he, he, he finds second wife. her second wife. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it sounds like Ro- we don't know how Rose was lost, which a cool reference. Rosie, like, his Rosie was, was essentially lost. Uh, dude, how lost. crazy, too, that it's Rose's touching. daughter was Eleanor was and Ele- Rosie's daughter is Eleanor. I know. That's awesome. This is the kind of yeah. stuff people are not pay- – I'm telling you right now, like, well, you need to go watch these things a few more times. But but real quick, it, Lane, like, the, the, yeah. the criticism was people were looking at the skin tones of these two individuals, know, these actors, know, and saying all oh, these things don't make sense. And we're in episode three, and they and the here right. it is. It's been there the whole time. It's all right. y'all wrote down. Everyone wants to jump on this on Twitter and say something about it. And you're you just look bad when you do it. Bad. Just yeah, you, you want to jump to this to try to find a flaw. You're so eager to find a flaw that one episode later he explains he lost his first wife, Nori's yeah. mother. Like, yeah. hold on. It's just so bu- – yeah. it's so crazy. It's actually I, – I think they anticipated that, actually. I'm sure they did. And they, I'm they sure put they did. that in there just to sort of say, hey, uh, I'd, I'd, hold, I'd hold your hold your horses there for a second, you know? Exactly. Yeah, uh, and, and, and like like it would have mattered anyway. But, yeah, you're yeah, right. It doesn't they, they matter. Put it in no, it, it doesn't. No, but, but, but you're right. Like they put it in there and they, and they, they give it an explanation that is thoughtful and intentional. And like so another criticism that I've seen from – um the haters uh like just negative haters and and hateful haters is uh is they would look at that same thing and go okay well okay so that so that right but i mean i'm talking about rose and eleanor geez like get some original material go look at the freaking family trees of hobbits man someone is always like familial names is this such a real thing yeah. like uh, sam has a frodo and a Pippin yeah. and a Mary. He has like 14 kids and half of them are, are names that have been used over the tradition of, of, uh, and that's like, a, that's a very English thing. Like you've got a name from your mother's side, a name from your father's side. It's something that even trickles down into like our own culture. Now, like my first name is my grand great is my grandma's last name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like to think, Oh, well, well there, of course there's another Rose Eleanor pairing. It's like, well, you, you think that's the only time in thousands of years in the Hobbit culture that that would have happened. And it's so dumb. I have one more. Uh, so I didn't even get to like, there's two of these critiques I didn't get to, but I did want to talk about this one because this fits into what we're talking about, right? Like the whole, the, this, this is one of these, these ones that I think is, again, it's only, they're only um, criticizing the show of, they don't go back and criticize Jackson of they're saying, well, uh, um, you know, like the, 
the the showrunners are putting all this modern stuff into Tolkien's world. It's all this modern stuff, right? And and Peter Jackson mm-hmm. and Philip Boyens and Fran Walsh didn't put any, you know, they made an actual concerted effort to not put their own baggage in. And what they're re- referencing is a clip on uh, Charlie Rose, an interview with Peter Jackson. This is way back in like the early 2000s when the films were coming out. He said, you know, we wanted to be sure that we didn't put our own baggage on our own our own views, our own politics into Tolkien, right? That was something he said. It was also re restated again in the appendices. I think Philip O'Boyan said it, but it's something they said, right? And that's fine, mm-hmm. but it's not stuff they did. They actually went ahead and then put their own stuff into, into the, the story writing and the, and the original trilogy. Anyway, if you look at like Aragorn, like his, the major focus on his reluctance, right? Yeah. That's not something like that's if you we, we we noticed it several times when we read through the trilogy. Like, yeah, that's the reluctance of Aragorn in the film is not the same guy or not the same characterization of Aragorn putting Anduril down in the Golden Hall and saying, if anyone touches the sword, they will die by it. That's not yeah, the same that's right. interpretation of a character just in one specific instance. And there's thousands of them like he see, we, he definitely did have a struggle at time. I think I think about that line. OK, here's here's where I think they really played up the the movie characterization of Aragorn is with that line that I love where he, he's talking to Eowyn before the past of the dead. And he says, if you don't think I would rather be in Rivendell, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. then you're mistaken. Like, I don't, I don't want to take this road. I, my heart desires to be somewhere else, but that's the only real time where he explicitly says, I don't, I don't want to actually go do this thing. Like I am sort of in a way reluctant, even though I don't talk about it all the time. So here you go. Here's some modern stuff, right? The the portrayal of Aragorn in the books is not very relatable to modern people. Like we, we all suffer from self doubt. We all are conflicted. We all feel like we're not worthy. It's a very modern thing to, to be self deprecating. Right. Uh-huh. And so they thought, okay, well we want to make Aragorn relatable. Let's really fixate and play up on that whole reluctant King thing. That's, so there you go. That's a big change with modern stuff put in. Another one is um, if you think about, uh, Faramir's, uh, Faramir's entire characterization, right? Um, and they, they talked about how, like, um, it's not believable. They said it, it wouldn't be believable for Faramir to just deny the ring and help Frodo and Sam. It's just, yeah, yeah. and what it would do is it would strip, it would strip the ring of all of its power. And so while that's not a modern thing, it is personal baggage, right? It's them saying, well, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, to Tolkien, it did. To Tolkien, instead of stripping the ring of power, what it did was it likened Faramir to Aragorn, and it said, hey, there's still some hope for men. Not all of men, but these great leaders of men, and and then then the hope that that would trickle down to other men is – that that they do have some power. They do have some – that there's some – like still some moral compass within them. And then like another thing too, and again, these are, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. These are all changes I love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the change with Aragorn, I love, uh, he, he, it made me like, I don't always relate to the Aragorn of the books. Cause I'm like, damn, this guy's like really super set on his task and he doesn't really waver very often. The Aragorn of the movies I love, um, like the, the, the change for Faramir. I, do I love it? No. Uh, do I see why it, they needed it to kind of, to, to enable the plot that they had envisioned. Yeah. So it's okay. I forgive it. Another thing that like, uh, Philippa and, and Fran talked about all the time was anytime we could give like women more screen time or female characters, more 
I mean, think about Arwen. They yeah. they oh, really yeah. increased the amount of of um uh replaced Glorfindel with with Arwen. Really? Exactly. Yeah, like a character that that Tolkien um included purposely. Um replaced Arwen yeah with with Glorfindel. And then like even just Eowyn. Eowyn's role was played up big time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and, and and anytime they could give Gladriel screen time, they would. And they 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 took pride in that. And I'm glad they did. I'm yeah. glad they did because Tolkien created these strong female women characters in his main story, his main um his main mythology and if that's a lot of that's a that's missing from a lot of fantasy it's missing from a lot of medieval um mythology because it just the women weren't seen the same way they weren't valued like they are in in today's world mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so but i think about that if, if you're looking at what tolkien wrote literally that's a personal decision that's that's quote-unquote baggage they brought into it that was an onus they felt they needed to put on um, bringing forward strong female characters every chance they could, even if it meant manufacturing scenes, manufacturing plot for them. And so, like, to say that, to pin that on the showrunners and say that they're putting all this modern stuff into the stories, yeah, it's not fair to single them out without going back to Peter Jackson and the trilogy and Philip Boyens and Fran and saying they did the same thing. And I think that people won't do that because then they have to face the reality that, okay, maybe this, maybe this show in all the, uh, in, in like three episodes, which is nothing by the right. way, like we <laughs> talked about, yeah. it's not a big enough sample size. We don't, we still have no idea what they're going to do. We have no idea the overall feel. Five seasons. But to take yeah. that, five seasons, you know, that's like, what is that? Five times eight. That's, and I'm sure some seasons are going to be 10 or 12 episodes, depending on like how much they want to put into it. But to, to compare to, to, to scrutinize the show and not go scrutinize the movies, it's just unfair. It's yeah. unfair, and it's really what it is. It's it's exactly what they're what they're criticizing the sh- the show of. It's it's being it's being incomplete and it's being misleading. And so, like I I, I saw that I saw that stuff. We talked about it, and I thought we should definitely because no one else is. I mean, other people might bring this up, but not in the same way we would. In yeah. the same way that we want to stand up for people who are enjoying this. And 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 sort of like, I don't know, like throw one back at these people who are, uh, you know, building their entire channels around and their entire podcast around negativity mm-hmm. without doing it fairly, like criticize consistently. That's fine. But yeah, they can't yeah, do yeah. it. That's the problem is they can't do it because then everything is terrible and everything is garbage well, and by the, their very own standards. People yeah. forget like the word adaptation means like you're taking something that, w- that yep. already exists. It's not and, a translation. It's yeah, an adaptation. It's an adaptation. Exactly. And I, I've never yep. understood why people get so ben- – like, this happened with Wheel of Time. It happens with with a lot of different fandoms where people yep. are like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't a one-to-one, page by page, line by line. Yep. You know, there well, should be a narrator <laughs> reading the whole paragraph, and then we should cut to some yeah. dialogue here. I mean, it's it's bizarre what people – You make a, You make a literal adaptation of The Second Age. Ten people would watch it. One person might find it interesting. Nobody, and that'd be the person. Nobody who would find that, probably exactly. Yeah. It would be the one person who create. Yes, it would be an absolute like suicide of a show. Like it would, it would, it would screw itself. It I actually challenge. Sense. I actually challenge people to go look up information on the Second Age, and go. It's go, pretty dang sparse, man. I it's know. Pretty sparse. I know you're yeah, not talking then, about like like the great tales or the books. I think people always are no. like they think back to those ages and they're like, well, I mean, and, and they're they're mit. That's not what the story they're telling. No, so they, they no. did some paraphrasing of that or whatever. They did sort of the prologue. 
but and they set you up for this arc and yeah that was it's, another it's unwritten yeah that was another criticism i saw um in one of these videos is they they were going after uh lloyd owen for a comment he made he was like you know a steel door there's there or sorry a lendial a lendial there's are these like signposts along the way uh that like indicate his character and who he is but there's there's a lot of like in between that you can kind of play with and imagine and stuff and this guy was like that's not even true that's not even true and all the only examples he gave to the contrary was that actually Olendil did have a wife in one of the versions there was a wife mentioned and it's like <laughs> okay that's one thing and then his next thing bro was he literally quoted aragorn's coronation song speech and he was like well, Lloyd Owen doesn't know that he actually gave this speech at so-and-so, and he referenced when Elendil gave that speech. And I'm thinking, like, bro, that's two very specific things. You're talking about an actor who is tasked with the challenge of, like, the show being set in a, a much more character-driven time where you have to fill in gaps that Tolkien did not address. Like, go find it for me. Because it's not addressed. Right. Yeah. It is it is not like it's not told in a very narrative format. Definitely not to the extent of of Lord of the Rings, where we have pages and pages and pages of dialogue and then chapters and chapters and chapters about the description of the grass on a hill. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. the same type of story. So for them to try and tell a similar story through the format of a TV show when the when the when the source text is not written the same way, I just I think it's it's actually it's actually even more reason to commend them. It's more reason to value what they're doing. That like we talked about at the very beginning and what they quoted, they're filling in the white spaces. Yeah. And yeah. to me, they're doing it like they're doing it wonderfully. So I, I just I'm so yeah. excited. I, I I love that we're getting to do this and me I think there's so much value to yep, this yep. show. Yeah, me too, man. I do too, and yeah. and I, I'm I'm loving it. And so I guess it was just good to hear from Tara and Jason and and, and talk about some of the things that they liked it's and awesome, some of the things man. that were awesome. that, yeah that we ourselves are, are are kind of seeing. I think the whole Hall brand conversation that's going around is awesome. I think when mm. a Ron Deer is getting pulled in and he looks beat up, look at his face. Look at the way as Tara said, the way he he kind of uh, just uh, the acting is. Is is awesome. So good. And then so again, Alindiel, I mean, that deep, like you said, his voice and everything, he just carries himself a differently. And it's yeah. it's amazing. And then yeah. go look at the city. Go go look at there's a shot. Uh what is it? Um I mean it looks just like where where is it at? It's, it's I always forget what the their main city is, uh there. But as um Osgiliath, you remember the, like the, the long sort of like the capital city of, oh, of yeah, Gondor. Absolutely. They've yeah, got all the that, bridges and everything too. The, the yep. bridges, but then they've also got that the, glo- the, the, the domes, the, the long the the sort of what do you call it the the tower? Um, oh gosh, where where Denethor runs off and he throws himself out. Oh, you're talking Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. Thank you. Yes. yes. You look at the, yeah, the promontory. Yeah, they they have there's like a there's like a, a river oh, and a waterfall okay. going off it. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks just like Minas Tirith. Yeah, that and the yeah. tree is there, and then you got the hall, and you got the tower. It's like it's almost like they remembered that from Minoor and said, let's try and recreate it in in Middle or in Middle Earth. And it's like and I such like a what, cool. It's so cool because it looks just like, it, and you're so like, okay, I'm understanding how this is connected, but it's its own island yeah. thing. And then what Tara was yeah. saying is that maybe some of that stuff is going on. We're not really sure about the construction phase or how they're condensing this timeline or whatever. But yeah. I thought, yeah. dang, that's cool. The statues were an obvious one too. And I mean, you also have like this, uh, the beacons, you see the torches and the beacons that are, that are essentially 
lit. They're not really doing it. It's just, it's yeah, just this idea that's that they true. took the big beacons and oh my gosh, I even think about that. Yeah. Here's another thing too that was really cool that we didn't mention is is the um the whole like the the big mountain in the middle, Mental Tarma or or whatever it's called. Um, that, that, that the oh, middle yeah, of the yeah, island yeah, yeah. is that giant, is it Men- mental Tarma? I can't remember I what the right. name is, but like, um, I was reading up on, um, Muriel because I, I didn't remember her from, I don't know if you remember this, when we got into this phase of trying to memorize the timeline of the second age and we yeah, were looking at all the Kings all of the Numenor. Kings and and yes, yes. That's when we, yeah, we figured out the whole tar and our thing. And then I, I didn't remember Muriel and she, um, there's a really good painting by John Howe, you know, involved in the show, a uh, mm. concept artist for the show of her like clinging on to like the legend of, of the sinking was that she fled to the, to their Holy mountain, which is the, the middle, oh. that giant peak in the middle. And she clung to the edges, hoping to find favor and to survive. And the, the, the flooding and the waves like wiped her out and took her. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and okay. so, it's amazing how many times you see that. And then like, there's even a shot where a seal door is like looking off. He's supposed to be paying attention to his ship work. Right. And he looks off at the mountain and you hear something call. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, yes. Oh my God, we've heard a voice call that before. And it was, you know, Sauron in the, in the ring. And so, which made yeah, me think so he's already settled. there. I was like, Oh shoot. They've, I know. Seems like right? they've already like, been corrupted a little bit. Like the working in his heart started. Yeah, I know. I know. And so it's, I don't know, man. There's there's so many cool things. I think that 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 uh, yeah, if you just give it a chance, if you if you if you go into it with with a Jason Hattery mindset of just open open mind, yeah. There's so much to love. There's so much to to get into. Yeah, um, and and, and I, one more thing, which before we kind of you know close up here, yeah. I, I wanted to say too, mm-hmm. I, this was as Lane said at the top of the show, not my favorite. This wasn't my favorite episode. Um, yeah. There yeah. were moments that were yeah. really good, like emotional moments with the Harfoots, which was great. Emotional stuff with Arondir. But yep. Numenor, I was a bit sort of like, I'm just interested. I'm just watching, trying to figure this out. And it's Hallbrand that's sort of like, I don't trust him. You know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. what I'm supposed yeah. to not trust him. So I'm just keeping a close eye on him. So I guess my my attachment there is a little bit sort of a keeping it at arm's length, which is okay. It, it, yeah. You know? It's off-putting, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and Numenor for me, too, was kind of sort of – it felt weird. I'll tell you what, what saved it for me or like what made it for me, I guess, is – that just that simple one line where Elendil elf friend speaks in Elvish. Oh, I was actually, yeah. it's so funny. I got to that point and I was thinking, I'm like, man, I missed like, I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm watching Elendil and I'm thinking of Aragorn and I'm thinking about how Viggo Mortensen was a proponent of including more Elvish. Like originally Abs- the script yeah. didn't have very much. And because he's like sesquilingual or whatever, he knows like six or seven languages fluently. He was like, could we involve more of, of uh of elvish you know more yeah. elvish lines and um i was just thinking man i wish there was more and as soon as i had that thought they had that interaction and i thought wow like what a cool thing that this is because you think about it too you you wouldn't want to be caught in numenor speaking elvish at least at this time no yeah yeah it, for sure you know, even even him kind of hiding the true meaning of his name when he's talking to muriel he's like uh, it means lover of stars or something or you right, know, like, right. uh, but yeah. So yeah, lots of lots of really cool moments, even in an episode that wasn't our wasn't our favorite. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I do have to give a yeah. yeah. I know I've got to close. I know I'm talking too much. Oh, I do have to no. give a big shout out uh, to Into the Fire Jewelry. Uh, my dad and I we got our rings. Um, yes. Not sure I'm ever going to take mine off. Will we maybe be talking to 
someone from maybe. that forge. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it'd be really cool. I, I've got some theories on like some of the rings on their page that they've already made, and they're just they're like the official ringsmiths for the Ring of Power. It's pretty pretty awesome. Um, and I I can't wait to show you mine in person. It is unreal. I, like it's yeah. I feel like I'm wearing a prop from Middle Earth. Like it doesn't even feel like a real a real ring. So um, huge shout out to them. They 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 were really really nice. They even uh, posted our. Uh, post about them in their story uh, they're, they're great at sharing that kinds of stuff when people oh, nice, receive their nice. jewelry they're very uh very interactive on social media and then i got to give a huge shout out to my boy my boy vigo he yeah. is um depending on what time it is he might be one of, he might be one year old right now um let's go so as we're recording this september 10th um you know we had uh jeez oh my god i'm trying trying to do it without getting all choked up but uh yeah. like we had a uh, had an appointment yesterday and um we it was uh fan i know you know what it, what this is like but like we we went back and uh first person we saw was one of the angels um who took care of him at night yeah. uh, when we were on the eighth floor um she was one who i was there by myself and i was worried about him and i couldn't get any sleep mm. and uh she um she was like, go to sleep. I, I got him. Go to sleep. And I, I remember waking up several times and looking over and the light was on. And he, because it, in the hospital, he didn't get very good sleep. And she was combing his hair mm. and singing to him and talking to him. And uh, like, we're pushing wow. him in the stroller, right? And he sees her and he lights up, you oh. know, like a, like months later. Um, uh, and, and throughout the day, we ran into, um, Two other nurses and one of his um, respiratory therapists uh, all sprinkled throughout the day, like almost at intervals. It was crazy. And uh, to like see them again and to talk to them again, uh, and even an LPN who fought really hard to try to get us home um, sooner than we probably would have if she hadn't. Uh, it was it was unreal. And then we took a uh, – man, we took a uh, – I'm sorry, dude. Oh, we took fine, a selfie bro. together. Yeah. We took a selfie together and uh, – the, the smile on Vigo's face is, it's unbelievable. Uh, Sarah found a, a picture from uh, the night before his heart surgery. Yeah. And it's like literally the same, it's literally the same type of picture. It's me on the right, it's Sarah in the middle, and then it's Vigo. And I look at my, my boy from before he had a vent, before he had a, a trach, all these, uh, before he had an NG tube like all these things that people would look at and go oh my gosh how do you that must be so hard um and i i, I see his face before and he looks miserable he, he he never smiled he wasn't happy i know he was a baby and, and like couldn't do those things necessarily but his eyes looked like uh like almost extinguished right mm -hmm. and then to see this picture of him uh almost a year after he was born with with all these things that help him live but happier than uh i i could have ever imagined his face looking like his eyes full of life and to see these nurses again who had seen who had known him in some really dark times like times where we weren't sure what was going to happen yeah like where yeah. he had several times a day where it was like is he going to die is he going to live what's going to happen like in like for real and to see them look at him and go oh my gosh he's so big he looks yeah. so happy yeah look at his he's so long like he, he doesn't even look his like hair, the same boy. Dude. Yeah. His hair, his hair is My so gosh. full and thick. 
which I mean, I wish I could be you know, all this genetic testing with Vigo and we can't figure out how to fill in my widow's peak. Like what the hell? But so anyway, like my boy has a lot of birthdays is, is what I kind of realized. You know, he's the day he was born, the day he, his heart was fixed. And there's, there's been another special date in our life. And I think the, the boy has uh, gone through and overcome more than even if I, even if I had really dark days the rest of my life, I wouldn't even come close to matching. And he's happier than any of our other kids, and they're really happy girls. He's he's happier than them. He's he's the the most joyful, strong person I've ever known. And so, like to think about it being a year uh, uh, that he is he's he's changed everything in our lives, and we are happier than we've ever been. Um, like I I really honestly can't believe that. A that we have him still, and uh, B I can't believe that we lived any other way before. So happy yeah. birthday, my boy Vigo. I love him so much. Yeah, um, yeah. and there's all kinds of story, parts. Of the, you're talking about untold parts of the story, right? You're talking about how how Largo revealed about his wife, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. we this, we didn't even know. We wouldn't have known unless we'd seen that conversation. There's all kinds of stuff going on in everyone's life that you don't know about. Right. And in in most cases, you're never going to know about. So it's, it's just all the more reasons to just be kind to everybody. Yes, sir. Like just be yeah. kind because, you know, I know it sounds like a cliche and all that stuff, but you just, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know like how long they've been separated with, from their family. You don't know how, how long it's been since they've been able to do normal things. And just think about that. And, yeah. and people who act out, and I'm, I'm coming down on these people with these YouTube channels who are being hateful and negative. Yep. You know, I'm sure that there's crap going on there. Maybe there's something that made them that way. Maybe it's just a ploy. Maybe it's a character they play to try and make a living and that's fine. But yeah. maybe it's not. Maybe there's something deeper there. And so I, I hope that, that uh, yeah, w- when you come in contact with those people, if you are that people, that you're treated with kindness or you give yourself kindness. So Yeah, man. Anyway, no, it's, I, it's, dude, you're, yeah. You're, you're 100% right. People don't know, man. I mean, like, people don't know all the stories. I don't I don't know it all. And the, you, you, you talk to me a lot. There's so much stuff that you guys I, – I, I don't know. I love seeing the other day this, this – um, I, was that today or what? Where did Sarah share? She I, somewhere I saw because yeah, I saw so yeah. much hair on Vigo. Oh, I'm not kidding, man. Yeah, I, I wish I could get a transplant. Like he's it was he's awesome. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's oh, beautiful. It was so. She doesn't so know what cool. to do with it. She's like, Lane, I don't know how to style boys' hair. I'm like, baby, you're doing a great job because he's killing it. Like yeah, it looks awesome. He looks great. Yeah, I was. Yeah. you're right. And I was. It was very smiling. It was you two together. So I don't know if that was a yeah. story or on her just you know, a feed or whatever. But I, it was. It yeah. was it's just so cool, and I and I love him so much, and so yeah, happy birthday to him from from me, from Uncle Ez, because I I, I love your kids so much, and and you've embraced my family, I embrace your family, and I just love you guys. You guys are family, and that's just that's just the yep. that's just what it is, and that's what ha- that's what happens when you form a fellowship. You know, that's why. By the way, that's the, that's the reason. Like when we tie this back into the series, or when we talk about these things, they they tie in because like it's there's a deeper level. You know, that's why yeah. these things don't need to do a bunch of shock value, nudity, crazy violence stuff. No, they just have epic, real good fellowship stories. You you need I, I don't know. There was Tolkien got that. These creators get that. We we yeah. that's happened in our lives. We in real life, you know. So it's yeah. just um I, I don't know. I've always been really comfortable just talking about our families and our the things that we have going on and just being real on this on this podcast. And that's something I yeah. I don't do you know, uh, elsewhere besides like with my wife, you know? So like, it's uh, other than that, I mean, this is, this is it, man. It's just like true fellowship. So I know, I mean, you can't do something as long as we have together for as long as we have 
every week, you know what I mean, or every episode or whatever. Yeah, and, and not not feel that way about each other. So and, I mean, I and, love you, man. And, hey, I love yeah. you, and keep up the facade that we don't love each other. I mean, that's like. Yeah, it's not even real friendship. That's... It's literally just a, a facade to try and earn all those big bucks. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. It's not working yeah. very well, but uh, yeah, we're still trying. I guess I don't know. My gosh, nah, man. I <laughs> I, I love you. I love your family, and love uh, you, too. you know, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. So it's good, man. It's good. What's yeah. the uh, next time we get to talk to people for the Hobbit Hotline? Yeah, so this is gonna be coming up on on Monday. So we're you know, we watch this on Friday. We turn right around. We post this. So you guys have something for the weekend. A lot of people will consume it on Mondays, which is which is awesome. And then, but we're yeah. gonna be back on the twelfth, and we're gonna have the the lines open again just for people's thoughts on episode three. So each week we're kind of coming in there, and we're gonna start again at around eight thirty. Uh, probably yeah. go till ten thirty. I mean, like, woo, we were burning the. It was eleven o'clock last week. Midnight oil yeah we were really yeah, we were i remember yeah. the next day you were sort of like you okay and i'm like nah you okay and like no nah, i'm good <laughs> you know no. i mean yes but no it was awesome know? it was yeah, awesome it was like, we were like it was like exhaustion and just absolute amazement that i i, I mean I, I was telling my um uh my co-workers today uh yeah. who may or may not be calling in on Ooh, monday yes. i may have challenged them to call in uh, and they, they, they are like, they don't, middle earth is not their thing. So they're like, we'll call, we'll call and we'll ask questions. I was like, that, that's another cool option. You could call in and yes. ask questions and, and mostly just for the fun to see if we have any answers or if we bullcrap it on the spot, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. but, um, you know, that was the thing. It was like, uh, amazed that like, we, there was no dead air there. There were, and there oh were gosh, some callers yeah. we didn't even get to. And three hours so that and 45 was, that was minutes an, worth of. That was amazing. It was Great. amazing. So, I'm looking for a repeat. Uh, if we ever want to, if maybe we in the middle we have a slow week. I won't. I won't hate it. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's been amazing. So it's fun. I, I feel it's, honored. It was it, it was great. It's it's so much fun. And remember, guys, that number is seven four zero two six three seven four seven three. I'm mean, I'm getting it down, yeah. Lane. I'm getting it down. I know uh, you. I'm I'm dude. It's gonna be on a on a t-shirt or a I, tattoo. Or I meant to have it. it on a t-shirt before, but I didn't. I didn't get around to that. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, we'll get that up soon. If you guys want to buy the yeah. buy the t-shirt, we yeah. got a little t. Yeah. By the way, we have t-shirts. I don't know if you guys ever knew that. We have t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, go check those out. Go check them out. They're on the Instagram there. But they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey. Uh, yeah. Don't don't forget to check that out. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. I'd appreciate that. And, and if you are enjoying it, you know, leave us a review. It helps the podcast. And we're just out there fighting for the light, fighting for positive energy. Yeah. That's just what we yeah. do, guys. This is who yeah. we are. So. Yeah. All right, friends. Hey, well, with that, uh, feel free to send us that shadow fax as well at an unexpected podcast. We'll see you uh, in a couple days. I can't even believe it. On Monday. And remember, unfortunately, uh, yeah, Sauron lives.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.